to the skies An academy of lies And what goes up surely must come down And we felt the mighty blowout with the walls coming down Or something like that Most of us are quite Hello and welcome to the award-winning podcast, The Academy Academy, the show that discovers the absolute, undeniable, and scientifically proven greatest performance in your favorite actor's esteemed career. I'm Patrick Gremion. <laughs> what in the dang heck? Yes, it is I, Patrick. Yeah, this is a uh, great uh, classic ep of ours. This is an Academy Academy classic you're about to listen to, a blast from the past. Uh, it is our Donnie Brasco versus... The Devil's Advocate with Evan Cox, a very funny gentleman with his own podcast called How Do We Human. He's also a uh, musician. He did the um, intro theme for our pod. We are forever thankful for that. He's a funny guy. I love Evan. Great guy. This is one of our favorite episodes. A lot of a lot of classic bits in this, you know, all sorts of swamp lawyer chicanery. Uh, and other things. Just a great app. Uh, and it's nice to have a nice app with a nice guest. Um, we will be back in a couple weeks. Uh, if you like this app and have any questions about Swamp Lawyers or any other silly, goofy bits that we do in this episode, please uh, reach out to us at the Academy Academy Podcast at gmail.com. That is once again the Academy Academy Podcast at gmail.com. So just T H E, uh, Academy all spelled out twice, and then podcast after the second Academy, and then at gmail.com. What a convoluted way to uh, describe my or, or the podcast's email address. Uh, if you want to reach out to us on Twitter, hit us up at at the Acadacad, T-H-E-A-C-A-D-A-C-A-D. Um, we are not super frequent with our posts, but we're we're getting we're trying to be better. Should we start an Instagram? Perhaps. Maybe we will. Maybe that'll be a project of mine uh, during this uh, brief hiatus. An Instagram for our pod, and then we can do that thing that everyone else does, where they post. Um, videos of the podcast recordings and then you know usually it's like a moment where like it gets like real and it's really crazy or it's like really funny or like someone's like you know doing a a taboo opinion or whatever i feel like 90 percent of those are staged i feel like 90 percent of those like fake podcast uh instagram posts or tiktoks are like genuinely they're in the shape of a podcast. Like they, 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 they make it look like it's a podcast, but it's not like when you look up like the people recording it, it's like, oh, these people don't have a podcast. It's just they're making it look like a podcast so it can look like a more real moment. Very weird. We live in a weird a weird time, weird world, weird life. Um, but in this weird world, here's a little um nice thing. Here's a thing that isn't super weird and uh hopefully will bring you comfort during this uh Insane heat. Enjoy this wonderful pod and uh, arrivederci. Hack the pleasant movies on the silver screen. Hack to get the pleasant roll of our dreams. But is that movie better? <laughs> <laughs> 
welcome to the 28th annual award-winning podcast, The Academy Academy, the show that discovers the absolute, undeniable, and scientifically proven greatest performance in your favorite actor's esteemed career. I'm Don Saunderson. I'm Patrick Gramion. Welcome to The Academy. Patrick, before we dive into things today, I got something interesting happened this morning that changed my day. Oh, damn. Give it to me. Um, so on my phone, I use the... Um, the Safari internet mm-hmm. search the in, in, engine. Oh, okay, okay, uh, okay. And I don't know if this happens to be with you, but uh, when I go to Google, mm-hmm. at below the bar where you can search things, they have like suggested articles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and based kind of on your previous searches, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, the top one was uh, an article that came out today. Aaron Sorkin's new girlfriend says he's a great kisser. Aaron Sorkin, what is this? Yes, but yeah, you know, I was like, this, this is me. This is what I search for. This is, this is your, this is your, de- this is your deepest, darkest. It is like, it is like the dark reflection of your, of your truest desires. It does remind me of when I, um, on Facebook, there was like two months where all my Facebook ads were like full body Mario costumes. It was like dress up as Yoshi. You have the Yoshi head. Dress up as Donkey Kong dress up yeah. as Wario. And I was like, wow, Facebook, like, this is, yeah, this is me and my, I am a person who would buy a $75 Donkey Kong costume and probably just wear it once as a bit. This is like, yeah, I, it's, it's terrifying what the, what the, uh, what the, uh, the algorithm shows. You know, you go in, you know, I'm, I'm seeing the usual stuff, you know, baseball yeah. scores, Meryl Streep news, stuff yeah. I have, um, you know, looked up before but aaron sorkin great kisser 60 year old nerd great kisser they wrote an article they wrote an article about it hey aaron sorkin can be horny too <laughs> oh wait oh it's okay so okay now okay i just re- i just realized that uh, i thought it was the article was about aaron sorkin's girlfriend being a great kisser no aaron sorkin, sorkin the himself. screenwriter the, the oh. aaron sorkin himself is a great does, does that changes your day Oh, doesn't I, it? <laughs> okay, yeah, it does. Okay, so I just—he must have just like an Urkel situation. He must have like an alternate reality where he goes into a little machine and he has a mustache and he comes out wearing sunglasses. Yes. Yeah. Uh, still loves cheese though. He can't—he can't shake that part of it. I, I would um, anyone listening out there who's got a little time on their hands, write an alternate universe, uh, Aaron Sorkin <laughs> adventure. I yes, want to see please. it. But yeah, it just like blew me away. And I told told Jen, and she was just, she was just like, "That's weird. That just seems odd and strange." Uh, yeah, that is. Uh, it's an odd. That is an odd. Yeah, I mean, and uh, God, what is even on mine? Uh, wait, so what did you go? You go on a. Uh, go to Google. Uh, go to Google. Okay, I'm on Google. And yeah, so, what's what's your first story? Uh oh, God, this is just depressing. <laughs> yeah. uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, highly requested DLC character, possibly deconfirmed. Oh, Jesus Christ. But then uh, <laughs> Kang the Conqueror comic to make sense of something about SEAL Team 6. I have a lot of bad. Currently, my number one is to be forgiven, you have to be remorseful. WWE <laughs> Hall of Famer sends a message to Hulk Hogan. <laughs> 
So there you go. This is who you're spending three hours listening to, folks. Oh, man. Uh, that actually, that's good. I like I like Hulk Hogan getting, uh, I still think, you know, Hulk Hogan, vile man, uh, yeah. the defiler of yeah. yeah, just a, not a good, not a just, good, not a good soul. You, 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 you're like, you're looking for the first thing to say about why he was vile. And you're like, boy, I have so many options. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah. I, and I was like, maybe I shouldn't say the worst one first. <laughs> well, he's but, uh, racist. Yeah, that is true. He is yeah. also right. That is. You can just yeah, go with that. It's known racist. Known racist. Horrid man. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, but I think the one thing I've ever liked of his, well, maybe two things. I like, you know, saying I'm with muscles. Maybe I liked that when I was three. Uh, but, uh uh that one tweet of his where he's like i'm here to see the ninja turtles movie and it's like him by himself in the movie theater and he spelled ninja with a g so it's like i'm here to see the ninja turtles and it's like the stupid man he's <laughs> he's somewhere he's somewhere in orlando yeah just, himself just in, a, in a giant theater watching it seems like something out of like citizen mm. kane almost like a really warped like just all by himself in a theater watching uh, Ninja Turtles 2 out of the shadows or whatever. He's um, a famous Floridian, much yep. like one of our characters in one of our films today. Oh, uh, yeah. Kevin Lomax, oh, <laughs> unde- unde- undefeated Floridian swamp attorney. <laughs> Kevin Lomax. Uh, what a cool name. What a cool, what a cool dude. I want to hang out they, with him. They put Turner. all of their creative energy into naming Al Pacino John Milton. So they were yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, hey, don't forget, don't diss uh, Eddie Barzoon. What, yeah. a, what an insane well, that, that, uh, Played by another... Uh, uh, known horrible d- man. D- difficult man. <laughs> by possibly the most vile person. <laughs> we're, we are clearly excited to get into the shit show. Yeah, oh, we got it. We, we gotta, but we gotta, we got, you know, as it, anyone who has listened to our show knows, you know, we are calm dudes who keep things on track and in order. Hell. And then there is an, there's a very normal order to the way this show runs. So we should get to it. We got an awesome guest today, um, oh, yeah. composer of our freaking theme song, also uh, part of the How Do We Human podcast, Evan Cox. Welcome to the Hi. Academy. Thanks for welcoming me. I'm excited to be here and talk Al Pacino. <laughs> yeah. 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 That right. was the closest we've come to someone just immediately starting in a Pacino impersonation. <laughs> I, I was like watching, I watched, I told Patrick, I watched both of these movies back to back last night. And I was like, man, I've always wanted to do a good Al Pacino impression. And I, ca- I can't, but I, I, Oh, I'll try it. It just sounds like this. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I've hey, I've been doing this podcast. I still can't, man. It's it, it's kind of it's. I, I turned into Gilbert Gottfried. I just turned into Gilbert. It's Godfrey. a little bit like this. <laughs> it's me. It's me. It's Al Pacino. <laughs> She's got a gray ass. <laughs> oh, uh... oh my god. And, and fuck you too. <laughs> the problem child now uh, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh, oh, off yeah. to it off to it well uh, yeah, yeah we've got a couple of uh top of the line late 90s pacino oh, yeah. works you know i i've got I, i'm growing in appreciation for his late 90s work the more oh, yeah. we've been 
digging in on him. And I think these are two pretty good examples today of him um, walking the line <laughs> between, <laughs> between uh, man, he's still got it. And boy, he's nuts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is a wild man. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Not, yeah. He's just, he's like, you know, he just gets better. If you ask me. He, he ages like a fine wine. I mean, I think he is like, it's so funny. I think he's like almost had like uh, without like the realization, because I feel like Nicolas Cage, like we're at this point with Nicolas Cage movies, right? Where like now Nicolas Cage kind of realizes he's a meme and has like utilized that to like make these like yeah. really interesting, like, you know, Mandy <laughs> color out of space, like kind of like these almost like films that are self-aware of, cages like cage sanity or whatever <laughs> but they're self-aware but to the point though where he reaches a transcendence where it becomes something else entirely like oh, i yeah. mean i and i'm just saying this because i recently i watched mandy last night oh yeah as a matter oh, of fact oh. and uh the bathroom scene where he's freaking out and drinking uh vodka oh, yeah. he's he's just brilliant he's just oh, brilliant he's so good oh and i love like i have mandy on blu-ray i love the day but it's like <laughs> but i think it's like this thing where like i feel like al pacino had like a similar realization like somehow without the internet like <laughs> earlier on in his career where he was like there's like a level of uh who uh i can bring uh, and people love that who uh i don't know where it's like i think he just i think he he figured out his strengths at some point how many like, times a day do you think that al pacino asks a younger person in his household how do you use the internet uh seven yeah, I think like the over under five. seven. Yeah, yeah, I'd say seven. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet high. Like <laughs> he forgets frequently. What's uh, the password? Yeah. I don't remember my password. It's Serpico one two three. You know yeah. that. <laughs> it's John Milton P W. Yeah, it's John Milton P W. And I, uh, hey, we're we're gonna get all into it, I'm sure. But like, I want to give massive kudos to the Devil's Advocate because, yeah, like this is post Son of a Woman. We've reached the point where Ah oh, Pacino's this now, and oh, and kudos to them for just casting him as satan yeah. oh yeah it's the devil that style of performance this is the only movie yeah. it makes sense in no oh, it rules because it's so funny i love it it's so funny because like oh man uh we might talk about this on like a uh, on a future podcast maybe mm -hmm. but uh, uh uh we watched the godfather part three recently and nice. uh uh, it's actually like in some ways I like the Godfather Part Three a lot, but like one thing I don't like about it initially is like uh, it feels like sometimes in that movie Michael Corleone like talks in like like weird like fortune cookie like you know it's like to, to beat the you know to beat the uh, the clam to the cook-off you have to make the perfect uh, carbonara or whatever I don't know like study, like he'll say stuff like that to Vinnie Corleone where it's like these weird witty aphorisms or whatever and it's like no human talks like this this is ridiculous he's talking he, he talks like Yoda sometimes and I mean like normal Yoda and like uh but in Devil's Advocate that like that actually it's like the one time where it's like appropriate for him to talk like a weird yoda man yeah i mean like even that devil. scene like that scene where he's telling Charlize theron that she needs to change her hair for five minutes oh my god the neck <laughs> the neck is the gateway yeah. <laughs> and i'm like yeah. As I was, yeah i was watching it like in a normal movie 
This would be out the door. Your yeah. shoulders are a streetcar. <laughs> <laughs> Name desire. <laughs> uh, uh, but s- speaking of Cage, though, I think that Cage could have played either of the young men were uh, visiting with today, both Donnie Brasco or Kevin Lomax. Oh, I, oh my I God. think we remake The Devil's Advocate with uh, him playing both roles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Pacino and... The, uh, oh, I love man. it. I love it. it. Yeah. 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 Sold. Call Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Calling Dr. Netflix. But uh, yeah, obviously we're, as we are every week, you know, my, um, I was talking about these movies with my brother on the phone yesterday and he goes, you love all of these so much. There's no like, he's like, I think you want to call just a, uh, call it a tie, a 16 way tie <laughs> for Al Pacino wins yeah. this entire tournament. And he's, I, you know, kind of right. It's, it's, it's hard. I looked at the, the bracket. This is a lot. There's a lot of good shit here. And I, I was, can I swear? Did I? Yeah. No, you're good. Did, you I, can... did I throw in the shit word too early? <laughs> nah, no. you know what? Okay. Uh, this one's for the listeners. Come. John John Milton's got a hold of me. Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. Evan, I, I just noticed the uh, statue, giant statue yeah. behind you is having making love to itself. There's, well, a, there's an orgy in the sculptures. <laughs> it's not as expensive as you would expect to have <laughs> these sculptures that have sex with each other. It's funny though because it's like one of those, um, you know, like a it's a sculpture but it's also like uh one of those sculptures it's like a you know how they have those paintings of like every simpsons character it's like a yeah. it's, oh, it's like yes, a sculpture yes, yes. yeah where it's like it's just like every person in, it's like that but it's like a sculpture so it's just like yeah i see like you know chief wiggum on duffman uh mm-hmm. most Lizlack on uh lenny i i am <laughs> noticing though in the back in evan's background though it's just his apartment is just one large room where's the bed yeah where's you the bed? bed he never sleeps <laughs> Where does he sleep? Where does he fuck? Where does he fuck? Where does he fuck? A, a very normal question to ask. Do you float into that? Do you float into your statue to fuck? He, Kevin Lomax is the greatest attorney in the history of the state of Florida. He can get away with asking questions like that. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. Uh, have we even asked your autobiography yet? No. no, we're getting there. We're getting there. So, <laughs> yeah, but so Evan, you know, before we dive in, because obviously we're real hungry for some devil's advocate talk. Oh my god, um, I'm so hungry. Uh yeah, starving. Um what's your autobiography? Obviously, I think you like him, but let's let's hear uh, early him. memories, early favorites. Th- this was an, an interesting thing for me to realize. I, I think I grew up without an owl presence in my life, which is so sad to think now. Uh, I am film school snob, <laughs> so went to, went to film school when I was like 18, so, but like got into like art film <laughs> when I was a yeah. teenager, mm-hmm. so I think my first Al Pacino movie might have just been The Godfather, mm-hmm. uh, which feels like, hey, that's a big, but, but like my, my first, what I remember is my first like modern like (laughs) this movie came out now and i'm going to see it and al pacino is in it (laughs) might have been the recruit Mm. in 2002 another Uh, another movie that falls in with these two yeah yeah and i remember enjoying the shit out of that movie i don't i don't know if that holds up but at the time i really enjoyed the recruit uh and then yeah on your guys's bracket dog day afternoon is pretty much my favorite movie of all time so 
wow. bias there. Mm. Uh, you did not have me on that episode, and that was the right call. <laughs> hey, we hey, you would have been, it would have been, you only would have added to our uh, our the love, per- the love fest. Yeah, exactly. Oh it. man, it's that so movie slaps. It's so yeah. good. Just one of the very best, and you know, coming up in a few weeks here, Dog Day Afternoon plays the Godfather Part Two, and maybe the most difficult episode oh, uh, we will ever do. So <laughs> already, funny. I already am nervous about that one. Oh, it's gonna suck. That's gonna <laughs> I'm gonna so make hard. the wrong decision and text Patrick at like <laughs> three in the morning. We fucked. We fucked up. Can we re-record? <laughs> Please. <laughs> I have doubts. I have so many doubts. Uh, uh, I will. Uh, Oh God. So when I was a kid, um, my family went on a cruise and there was a little movie theater in this cruise ship and it had two theaters. And like, I like, for some reason, I, you know, I can't remember like, you know, close friends names or who my cousins are married to or, you know, important things in my life. But I can remember as a kid, there were like two choices our family could do. And it was the recruit and bringing down the house. (laughs) <laughs> Those were the two movies on this cruise ship. And we ultimately went to see Bringing Down the House. And it's like, maybe we were wrong. Maybe we, we messed up. Was that how, long, a- how long was the cruise? Uh, it was like, uh, maybe like a week or five days. I can't it even remember. It seems like there would have been plenty of time to see both. I, yeah, I need, I, to go, I, I need to go back in time. Not, <laughs> for no other reason. You know, I have this one, one only once used time machine. I'm going to go back in time. <laughs> tell, tell 12-year-old Patrick or 11-year-old Patrick, or hey, see see the recruit. You don't have to see. You know, like, it's funny that Eugene Levy says those silly things, but, you know, just watch the recruit. That's right. I saw that movie in theaters also. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed myself. <laughs> talk, talk, talk about two, like, completely fine choices <laughs> right. yeah. Like, oh, yeah oh yeah they're like yeah total total uh like 6.5 out of 10s and you know that what is, oh. we need st- you get to a restaurant and they said you want water or seltzer water and you're yeah. like oh my god yeah. <laughs> perfect yeah. <laughs> we have we have bread <laughs> yes uh... Uh, it reminds that your story Patrick that reminds me of something my parents were just recently in town and my dad brought it up again this is like a constant haunting of our family for vacations and choices Mm -hmm. we went to Vegas in the um around oh five ish and um we got tickets so we were gonna get a go do a show as one does with like, the family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we narrowed it down to, um, they had just opened the Cirque du Soleil Beatles yeah. show, Ooh. which is which is great. Still. Very good. Uh, concurrently, though, uh, Prince was doing a residency at the Rio. Ooh. And Man. we chose Cirque du Soleil. Ooh. And yes. <laughs> it is haunted multiple family members yeah. over the last almost 20 years and it came up again this weekend my dad was like, we really should have seen prince <laughs> no worries if you want i'll i'll end my one use only time machine thank you i really appreciate <laughs> that. Is, it, is it one use per person or are you sacrificing seeing the recruit i'm, sacrificing, oh. I'm sacrificing seeing the recruit for, oh my god uh, that's big I, of you. The ultimate, That's so generous. Yeah. Can, yeah, and this is a big deal. I can go back in time and see the recruit. In, in theaters as God intended. As a kid on a cruise ship. As a kid on a cruise ship. On the Disney cruise, no less. 
Uh, I can yeah, see it next to, like, a, a, a giant Goofy, a man. I, I, I like seeing the, you, all the options in history. You go back and see the recruit. We just <laughs> cut to you as the movie ends. Press wrong, you just nod your head and go, yeah. That was probably on par with, like, going back in time to meet Thucydides. Yeah. Could have been a worse. That yeah. movie could have been worse. Yeah. yeah. Just to, to hop in to make sure, because I gotta assume someone listening is like, "Hey, these are Pacino fans. We're talking about. We can't escape this conversation without throwing in uh, Patrick." Yeah. You would say you were cruising. <laughs> yeah. There you yeah. go. Yes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> They're talking about Al Pacino. They've said cruise. They've said he's going on a cruise thirty times. You gotta do it. Gotta, gotta do it. It's just oh, it was there. It was there. It was there. You got. You can't. You can't leave that. You can't leave that hot dog on the ground. You gotta eat it. Yeah. We're talking. We'll be talking cruising in two weeks. How exciting! Oh, what a what what a film. Yeah, <laughs> I that will be wild. I, yeah. That one's an experience. Also, yeah. I have doubts. <laughs> yeah, Patrick has a CD yet. I don't. Believe. Yeah. I, I oh. Oh, Barely you're in for something. Yeah, I'm barely, I barely know. I mean, I know what it's about, sort of, but I'm, I'm trying to like purposefully like keep it. Uh, I want to be because uh, it's shocking, right? So don't, I don't, be... don't watch the trailer because the trailer uh, gives away a lot of wonderful visual moments that might be good <laughs> just to surprise you. <laughs> yeah, all I know is I've watched a, a sorcerer recently, and I'm like, hey, if, if, if this if cruising's anything like sorcerer, uh, sorcerer's, rules. <laughs> Sor- sorcerer's, sorcerer's a masterpiece cruising is uh interesting yeah, <laughs> I, yeah i adore william friedkin and once took a photo of him at his request oh, <laughs> oh awesome there we yeah, go oh a, i saw that's uh, a story yep i saw i saw two uh i saw i've seen two i saw um sat next to i was at a eating at a restaurant outdoors like mess my whole family's vaccinated we were eating at a restaurant person sitting next to us george r, r. martin no shit. no really yeah and he was like talking to someone about like uh like santa fe we're like oh i love santa fe it's a nice place and so it was, was like <laughs> so not finishing the book oh no he was most certainly he's probably like i don't know for all we know he's right who cares it. he's right he's let him let him not finish it who cares <laughs> you know what let it let it let it be unfinished and i like those books i read all those oh, books. yeah those yeah i think cool. they're infinitely better than the uh than the dang tv series no offense i know that's a controversial controversial statement the book better than the the thing uh, that is based off of it what uh, you're talking to the guy who watched an episode of the half episode and a half of the tv show i was like nah not oh, for me damn, <laughs> damn. i mean I like, yeah that first season was pretty good yeah, I, like, just... I like it when Bean gets his head, little head chopped, you know, spoiler alert, when Bean gets his little head chopped off, oh man, you're like, damn, there goes, bye-bye, Bean. I've read the script, the script oh, to the first episode of Game of Thrones, and that is exactly how it's described. Bean then gets his little head chopped off. <laughs> yeah. So they visually captured it perfectly. <laughs> I didn't even know they were going to cash on Bean. They were no. just like... They met, they met, yeah, they met Mr. Bean. They were like, (laughs) (laughs) I think I would have made it more than an episode and a half if it was exactly the same, but Mr. Bean was uh, in the mix. 
Uh, I was actually, oh uh, God, Evan, I was actually talking to Don before the podcast about how we, uh, yeah. how we, uh, we're going to have a pod. We, we should try to get that up with Zach again. We should try <laughs> yes. to, we should try to make it happen. The, we were going to have a, like a Bean podcast bad. where we were going to like, yeah, cast Bean in a movie and determine whether or not the movie would be better or worse if Mr. Bean was like a major cast member. Yeah. Like if you, if you replaced, uh, you know, if you did Titanic, but you replaced Billy Zane's character with Mr. Bean. Like, would Titanic be a better movie? Take Devil's Advocate and replace Charlize Theron with Mr. Bean. (laughs) What what do you end up with? (laughs) Mr. Bean comically, horrifyingly reacting to his... (laughs) his, In a a church, stripping naked. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Bean taking off his trench coat and he's covered in scratches. Oh, uh, if he, he'd, they'd have to drive to New York in that little three-wheeled car. Yes. <laughs> okay. I can't. I All right. Can't, we can't. We, this isn't. This isn't this. This isn't this type of show. Yeah. This isn't a bean cast. I do love it though. I could do this forever. I literally could. Let, let's uh, let's get into the uh, the classier of the two movies oh, that we're yes. doing today. 1997's Donnie Brasco, directed by Mike Newell. Screenplay by Paul Atanasio, based on the uh, book Donnie Brasco, My Undercover Life in the Mafia by Joseph D. Pistone. Uh, this movie was budgeted at $35 million and made a cool $124.9 million at the box office. I'm surprised to see it was re- released in uh, February of 97 because this smells a little bit more Oscar-y to me. And February is not a traditional uh time period for that kind of thing uh 88% uh approval rating on rotten tomatoes the consensus reads a stark nuanced portrait of life in organized crime bolstered by strong performances from al pacino and johnny depp the movie received one academy award nomination for best adapted screenplay um <laughs> the uh i've you know was this uh this was movie new to either of you yes okay so it's new to pat new to patrick yes Uh, (laughs) but i will say uh, so donnie brasco is a movie i saw on television a long time ago when that was a thing and obviously uh, things were edited out of it and i've seen it twice but it's been forever I watched it. A, I accidentally watched the extended edition, which has an extra half hour worth of stuff. And I don't know what was new in it. I can't tell you because I realized I didn't remember 90% of this movie. (laughs) So it was about two and a half hours long, the one you watched? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I haven't haven't seen the extended one. I watched these movies back to back last night, both then two and a half hours each. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Devil's Advocate, shockingly, two and a half hours long. I, I was talking to my girlfriend about that last night. I don't know what it was about the 90s that decided, like, people love lawyers, and those <laughs> movies all have to be long. Yeah. <laughs> we need long movies about lawyers, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or just, like, long movies with Pachita. Like, Scent of a Woman. Scent of a Woman is almost three hours long. Well, yeah, yeah it's, that's Martin Breast. That's the, the Meet Joe Black special. The guy, yeah. <laughs> the guy can't make a short movie to save his life. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. G. 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 Lee is like a seven hour epic. 
Oh, coming soon to the Academy. Yeah. Academy. Yeah. Um, Tarkovsky esque. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, they've it's they've been compared. You know, Stalker, Gigli. Yeah. Stalker, Gigli, and Andre Rublev. Gigli. I know yeah. that that's been a double yeah. feature they've been contemplating at the new the new Beverly when they reopen. So. I wouldn't be opposed. I think it'd be great. I'd go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'd go. Like a like a nice yep. like you see Stalker and then you have a nice little after chase of Gigli. Yeah. It's like a nice uh, it's like a nice effort. It's like a cannoli like again. It. Like, hey, uh, it's wild to me that we're talking about Andre Tarkovsky right now. That's <laughs> exciting. But, <laughs> but if we're if we're a if I had all the time in the world to watch Stalker and Andre Rublev back to back, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that sounds awful. And yeah. I think those are both wonderful movies. Oh, but totally. if I watch one of them, I am ready for Julie. <laughs> that sounds like a wonderful palate cleanser. Here, here, wait, here's my take. Uh, we do, you do this double feature of Stalker and Geely, but you know that one part uh, in Stalker where they're just on like a push cart for like 10 yeah. minutes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in, the, in that part, you just, you, you splice in the full Geely movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think it, it elevates both films. It just... <laughs> Or just the Pacino role. Yeah. I think I think you gotta. I think I I think I'd flip him. I think I play Julie first, then Stalker, uh, because you, you walk you you Julie you it's it's a it's a it's a cinephile test if you put it like you've watched Julie and you, existentially you're wondering like what is art? Why make things? You know what I mean? Is there a god? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're at a really low point. So by the time you reach like six hours later, after all is said and done and that glass moves on the table at the end of Stalker, <laughs> you're like, maybe, maybe there, maybe there is something in this universe. <laughs> maybe love is true. Maybe yeah, there's maybe, hope. Yeah, maybe yeah. there is hope. Maybe there is magic in the world. Oh my goodness! But speaking of New Beverly, though, uh, my first time I ever saw Donnie Brasco was actually there, and I, I saw it a little bit late. But it was I saw it two or three years ago. Donnie Brasco followed by the Pope of Greenwich Village, which made for a just terrific night. It was just a great night. You know, I was perfect time to see Donnie Brasco for the first time was actually in the theater. Um, the only disappointment was apparently the next night showing at the same double feature, Eric Roberts dropped by for a surprise uh, Q and a after Pope of Greenwich sorry. village, which would have been, you know, oh, if, yeah. you, if you've he's, seen, he's so if, fun in that movie. Yes, <laughs> yeah. you, you, There's so many questions and so much just praise you want to send his way after oh, watching yeah. that. Oh man. I would have like, when uh, Mickey Rourke is the straight man, yeah. You know, you. <laughs> uh, I would have just grilled him about a talking cat. One of my favorite, <laughs> right. my favorite, oh, God, my favorite late era Eric Roberts. Oh man, that's such a fun. That's so wild. If, if we ever do like a joke, uh, not a joke. I, I love Eric Roberts. Eric you talk, you've talked about an Eric Roberts bracket. This I, is not I, the first time it's come up. Totally, I would love it because, like, uh, or, or a Mickey Rourke bracket. Yeah, Ooh, Mickey Rourke cool. would actually be that would be pretty good. I, I just, <laughs> Eric Roberts is like once you weeks. once you get past Star Eighty, Pope of Greenwich Village, and Runaway Train, <laughs> you're in kind of it gets a little. I guess you throw the Dark Knight in there. And yeah, I know. Inherent vice. Inherent vice. The wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the wrestler. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, trying to think of like other. Uh, you, I guess like with. Uh, yeah, you do the wrestler. You do. Uh, uh, Iron God, Man what's that Walter Hill? <laughs> Walter Hill movie he's in? Is it Johnny Handsome? 
I don't know, John. I haven't seen that. Oh, well, you do um, nine and a half weeks. You do oh. diner. Yeah, got to um, do Sin City. Sin City, oh, yeah. Sin yeah. City. Angel Eyes. Angel Eyes. Or Angel Heart. Angel Heart. That's yes, it. absolutely. I'm talking Angel about Heart. my own movie that I yeah. starred <laughs> Becky Roy. Oh, I want. I want to see it. Yeah, isn't it like a sequel to Passion Play? Yes. <laughs> they, 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 Bill Murray found another angel. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I feel like this is my fault. I think I swayed us away from Donnie Brasco. No, we're, it's, we're it's talking. A, I think like Donnie Brasco. The reason is like it's it's a really really well crafted nice movie. Yeah. That works, but because it just kind of works, it doesn't like have the madness that The Devil's Advocate, which has inspired yeah. uh, immediate conversation to it. But uh, yeah, I mean, we should get into it. You know, Pacino plays Lefty in this one, the kind of guy that if they fall asleep at the beach, you just got to bury him. Yes. I love, what a great, <laughs> see, that's the great thing about like 90s movies. Like I said, like I watched um, uh, Sneakers recently. Uh, the Robert Redford movie mm-hmm. and there's like mm-hmm. a uh, it's a fun movie it doesn't work all the time but there's a lot of interesting visuals and some great performances in it but there's like this random like dancing montage in the middle like where like something someone does something successful so they all like take turns dancing all the sneakers boys they're all <laughs> yeah. doing the sneakers nice. gang <laughs> they all do like Dan Aykroyd does a little thing River oh, I'm Phoenix. Sure. oh they all they all do their little goofy dance and it's like what is up with like 90s movies and weird montages that don't necessarily yeah. fit the tone of the film. I don't know, man. Like watching these mobsters awkwardly play tennis was oh, really man. like, th- and then like, of course, it devolves into a near fist fight. Yeah, <laughs> just I, like it was wonderful. I genuinely love that. I love that because I'm like, it made me realize like movies don't show people who are just like my level of sportsmanship. <laughs> like. <laughs> That's what I look like playing tennis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> and you're not very good, but you're still trying. It's not like overly comedic. It's like, yeah, he's still trying to hit the ball. Like, yeah. yeah, no, this is this just looks like they just tried to play tennis, and none of them mm. had ever played tennis before. <laughs> yeah, or like, or hung out with a uh, guy in a gator suit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna pitch a, a segment for your your last episode. You guys got to weigh some of these uh, Pacino montages because mm. Scarface oh. has the "We're making money, we're doing coke" mm-hmm. montage. Oh, that's yeah. Uh, we got a great beach montage here. I'm pretty sure Carlito's way has some montage action going on. He uh, he uh, he also does a lot of dancing in both Scarface <laughs> and Carlito's way, and you know I'd like to see him dance more. Just in yes, general, dances at the near the end. Uh, Devil's Advocate. Also, yeah. yes, I, he little, does. Little yeah. by myself ballroom dancing to Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there, uh, but yeah, we, we got to talk about that song choice. <laughs> oh man. I, okay, so one thing I'm going to say about Donnie Brasco is I'm not going to lie. Like the first 20 minutes, I was a little nervous about this movie. Yeah. Because like it, it's it's kind of slow to build. You're sort of like. You know, they're all saying like uh, it feels so generic initially yes. a little bit because they're just like you know like uh, I'm walking. Here. It feels like they keep forget saying about yeah, forget it. about it. They say forget about it like a million times. Get and I'm back like, this, peach, forget about it. Yeah, it's whack like, em. This is very <laughs> like this is almost parody. Like this is a little yeah. silly. But then like you keep watching the movie and you realize oh like. 
like one thing I love about this film is these guys are such fucking losers. Yeah, yes. it's these awesome. Are, it rules. Yeah. That's what like rules about Donnie Brasco is like it does not glorify it in any <laughs> way. It's like it's like wow, being a mobster sucks so fucking yeah. hard. Like well, this, and they keep hitting that note of like Lefty doesn't have any money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> and, the absolute freaking brilliance of the Christmas scene where they give each yeah. other cash and then he uh, takes his cash <laughs> back because he needs it. Yeah, a couple hundred I can borrow from you. Oh God! And then like, back the card. Uh, man, and, and then, then, like he picks out the card. And, and again, I'm gonna keep bringing up scenes that I'm like, I don't know if you guys saw this scene. I've seen, I've seen beyond Donnie Brasco. I've seen the extended edition. But he buys the card. Was that in the original movie? No, no, no. He, him and uh, Donnie are like when they're in Florida. They're like at a gift shop, and there's a, a, a greeting card. <gasps> Oh, that... I think I yeah, we did see that one. Okay. Yeah, different because di- I guess there are multiple scenes where they give each other cards. <laughs> oh and it, yeah, it says like a friend of of ours, which is like yeah. a friend of mine. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's gonna think he's, he's gonna like this. He's gonna get you know like sarcasm because that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is this? He's he's so uh... like what the movie captures so well is kind of like a modern thing of what it means to be the aging guy at an office yeah where they're not going to get a promotion they Uh, probably are getting paid too much and need to be and corporate wants to push them out to begin with and they're trying to like hang and it's just nothing's working for them yeah and it's really lefty's a very sad guy Uh, at the and I, i i think it's i think it's one of I think it's a really underrated character for Pacino because we talked about it before where he he plays losers really, really well. Totally. Like, and this goes back to Dog Day. And actually what this guy reminded me of is if um, his character from Panic and Needle Park had gotten off junk and survived. <laughs> yeah, that is honestly a pretty good... And, it, and it's also interesting that like he's like, on one hand a stone cold killer like he's killed mm-hmm. like over 25 people yeah which is insane which, yeah. which he tells to this guy anyone just anyone who will listen oh yeah <laughs> it's like oh by the way i am a super murderer yeah uh, dude yes. i'm good at mafia yeah. well, that's part, like what you were saying patrick where you're like you were questioning it at first is it it takes a while for you to realize what a loser <laughs> what a sad yeah. kind of pathetic person lefty is where it's like i think he's just he's he this is a movie about a guy who's just very excited to have someone that might be looking up to him yeah for yeah. a second absolutely so fucking sad and it's real <laughs> yeah. yeah so that's the other side of it and and with the language and stuff which again i think is so odd that it, oh they say the word whack so many fucking times in this yeah. movie and forget about it forget about it forget oh, about it forget about it's it. a fugazi uh, forget about it yeah. uh but uh this is based on a book and this really happened for the most part. I've read part of this book because I used to be very into when I was like a teenager, I got very into like real life mob true crime mm. books. And it is graphic. <laughs> it is horrifying. And the book came with uh, some of Joseph Pistone's uh, the audio 
from his wire. Mm. Like you could listen to people being murdered. <laughs> oh my God. It, it, it was like, I was just reading it in a Barnes and Noble when that felt like a normal thing to do. And I just mm -hmm. sat in Barnes and Noble and read this book for a while. I'm like, good Lord, that is not entirely the movie I watched on TV. <laughs> it's like, like, oh yeah, they, this guy owed them money. So they hung him up by his asshole on a meat hook. <laughs> and left him in a freezer overnight. And I'm like, oh no, don't the world's do that. a scary place. Yeah, <laughs> that's like that's bad. Don't do that. Yeah, that is so... funny because they yeah because they definitely toned down. Like you don't get the sense that it, Al Pacino would. Well, actually, I don't know the scene where they they go out and get Sunny Red. Yeah, it's still incredibly in... violent. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's actually they're... a great. I forgot about that scene. That's actually another thing where like. I feel like this movie is kind of like a history of violence where, like, they do such yeah. a great job of, mm -hmm. like, demystifying, like, and don't get me wrong, I love a good, like, you know, Battle Royale, uh, sure. stylized, uh, kill em up, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a red-blooded American, you know what I mean? I like, <laughs> I like, I like my horrible traumas as much as the next guy. Presented but, uh, in really entertaining ways. Yeah, so. and the wackiest, oh, yeah. yeah, the goofiest, yeah. yeah. I want Steven Seagal to, like, very... <laughs> very confusingly uh, murder someone and despite his like i don't know like it's probably not in the best shape but uh yeah uh, but, Would, uh, uh much like last week when we uh presupposed the idea of pacino watching jackass and how much we'd like to watch <laughs> see that happen yes. i would like to see steven seagal watch donnie brosco and get increasingly upset with what kind of rat donnie brosco is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This guy's an asshole. You know this guy. The lefty's trying to do him a favor. <laughs> I wouldn't I knew, do that. I knew guys like this. I was a little higher up in the mob, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> a little higher up in the mob. I can see Steve Seagal thinking that. <laughs> this was actually kind of uh, mirrored. I Just you saying that made me realize it. Uh, in, uh, what's that movie that just came out this last year with Lakeith Stanfield? And oh, oh, Judas. Judas and, yeah. Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. I did not occur to me. Very Donnie Brasco. Yes. Like yeah. <laughs> across the board, except uh, not Fred Hampton's not a sad loser. Yeah, I mean, good, I, 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 I know that a lot of the uh, Academy Award <laughs> prognosticators were comparing Fred Hampton with Lefty. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, that was like uh, Jeff Wells or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a deep cut, folks. <laughs> when we're dropping Jeff Wells jokes. Yeah. Hey, we're coming straight from Hollywood, California for this show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, but uh, I think um, I want to get to it, though. I think, yeah, I know he's a strange, troubling figure these days, but I think Johnny Depp's really good. Johnny Depp's very too. good in this movie. That, that I was surprised by. And it, it, because he's just become a pirate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. just been a pirate for a yeah. while now. You forget how I forget how much I love johnny depp in the 90s like yeah there's mm -hmm. cry, cry baby uh edward scissorhands all that shit like god johnny depp was so good oh yeah i love so, that something patrick and i talked about though before we jumped on is he too hunky to get away with going undercover mm. like why aren't they asking him yo donnie why aren't you modeling you know yeah why are you single <laughs> yeah 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 how are you single consistently yeah. we are we are all ugly and we have beautiful women around us all the time yeah, I, yeah. I hate like 
trying to outsmart movies. I tend to be a, I'm, I go along for the ride. I don't, <laughs> I don't like picking stuff apart yeah. and just being like, ah, this movie's stupid because of this. But I did continually think like, we know Donnie Brasco. He says he was an orphan. He's not married. He does not have a girlfriend. Who the fuck is he calling constantly? Yeah. If you if you are anyone in the mob going on a trip with him to Florida and he's just on the phone half the time. Visibly on a payphone all the time. Have to tell us who you're talking to. That is insane. Oh, and not not and these guys are um you can say a lot about them that might, but they are paranoid. At all times. They are the most yeah. paranoid crew in maybe any of the mafia movies we've watched yeah. <laughs> over the course of this. Well, I mean, they, they do, the, they keep replaying the what uh, Al Pacino's character says near the beginning when he thinks he's getting whacked. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that's what they do. They tell you your best friend's going to do it. And you, yeah. They're going to have me sit in the front. They'll sit in the back. It's your best friend. And they play that over like four times and it never actually happens which is kind of cool <laughs> it's yeah. just like that just builds a bunch of suspense of like oh so this is gonna happen at some point <laughs> oh, man, yeah. uh, paranoia paranoia um, interesting thing too i noticed uh, uh going back to lefty's relationship with the rest of the crew like almost every time they do like a group scene lefty's not invited to like play pool with them or like play cards <laughs> with them he's like a different table at the club they're hanging out at yeah and, you're right I and that. yeah they don't really they they kind of like put up with him like he's a mascot or something of the yeah, mafia yeah. but they're like don't take it like and he has to keep mentioning his numbers because nobody takes him seriously it's yeah. like no i've killed people like 25 of them i yeah. think people just don't like him people don't <laughs> like him i think I think, like you were saying, like if his uh, Panic and Needle Park character, like I always think he's kind of like uh, his character, what his character in Glengarry Glen Ross becomes 30 years later when he's just an old man who used to be great at selling real estate. That's, I was thinking. Nobody wants to be friends with him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, um, he's Shelly, Jack Lemon's character yes, in Glengarry Glen Ross. Yeah, 100%. I, yeah, I oh, agree man. completely. But uh, yeah, I think he's just so interesting and it's so interesting to see, um, you know, an actor of Pacino's stature be willing to play a loser yeah. of this level at that, especially like, you know, coming through the 90s, even Devil's Advocate. I mean, he's playing alphas like Devil's yeah. Advocate, Heat, Scent of a Woman. Um, any given Sunday, any given Sunday, yeah. <laughs> just down, uh, <laughs> you, you, you know, even Carlito, even Carlito to an extent, you know, like, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, this this really reminded me of what he was doing in the 70s mm -hmm. a little totally. bit more, where he was like a scarecrow, or even or um, Panic in Needle Park or Dog Day, where he's playing guys who like are trying to get by, but you just kind of know it ain't gonna happen, yeah, for them. And he's, he might be the best at playing that character. Yeah. And it's so sad to see his like hopes get like <laughs> uh, dashed so many times. Like, you know, when he tries to like, you know, let's do the restaurant together. Uh, Do uh, Donnie, let's, you know, let's do this. Yeah. And then like Michael Madsen gets oh, yeah. wins uh, Sunny, uh, Sunny Red or Sunny, Sunny Black. Sunny Black. Sunny Black. Sunny Black. Sorry. The two Sunnies. Yeah. The yeah. Black and the Red. Yeah. The, <laughs> the Yin and Yang. Yes. But, uh, but uh, Sonny, when Sonny Black is like, ah, I, I, know, I have ears everywhere, buddy. Uh, and he's, and it's like, he, it's almost like an insult that he doesn't kill him. 
Well, it's like it's what's what's really insulting is like I think about the part where Sonny Black just immediately like I love you, Donnie. We're promoting you on the boat scene at yeah. the end toward the end of it. You're just like, oh, he's. We've watched Donnie already go from being nothing in this crew to passing Al Pacino wow. in stature over yeah. an hour and a half, basically. Yeah. And I, I I love Madsen in the movie. Just yeah. want to get that oh, out there too. He's, he's, so, yeah, he's, he's so fun. He's such a watchable actor. I love yeah. um. I love the entire crew. I love Bruno oh, Kirby. Bruno Kirby owns oh. any movie he's yeah. in. <laughs> what a treat. He rules. Oh, another returning champ because he was young uh, Clemenza in uh, The Godfather. Yeah. yeah, yes, you're absolutely right. Oh, man, what a good uh, also, he rules. I have no memory of Paul Giamatti and Tim Blake Nelson. <laughs> this movie. Two ah, dudes. Yeah, I think I sent a text to Don when I yeah. saw that, and it was like two kings. Yeah, I, I was kings. glad they got that extra, or again, maybe that's an extra scene in mine, but they got that extra scene. At first, I thought, like, were they both in that? Did they just each have one line of dialogue? <laughs> oh, then they had the boat two, scene. Two, Two yeah. perfect nerds for uh, <laughs> Johnny Depp to explain the uh, mob vernacular to. Forget about it. Oh, man. man, this is crazy. I'm going to go home and tell my friends. Give me give me like a sequel to Donnie Brasco that's just the adventures of these two guys. Ah, uh, yes. The, the boat guys. But it's like a super, that was like one another glorious thing about the 90s was like things like Jack Black is showing up as the main tech guy in Enemy of the State. Yeah. or um yes. or like all of like the fourth tier players in true romance yeah, yeah. like oh man they were just stacked with like fun people yeah oh, totally or like even like uh in scent of a woman we talked about like you know that movie being a bunch of like no name but then like having philip seymour hoffman, philip seymour hoffman. yeah as the little yeah. like bully kid oh and also freaking from high fidelities on the subject of uh, todd louisa's there too who i thought was peter sarsgaard for two-thirds uh, of the screen because Todd uh, Luiso has hair in Scent of a Woman. I was like, you're giving me real Sarsgaard vibes. <laughs> yeah, oh, huge Sarsgaard energy. When are we going to get a Sarsgaard sons? Oh, that. I love that. What a boy, boy, I, I, that would make me feel old because I was there for the arrival of Sarsgaard. <laughs> like, I've seen it all with You've this seen... guy. I was like a fan of his, you yeah. know, when he was emerging. Like, so I would, you know, boys don't cry. Like, wow, you're a scary guy. Yeah. You're an odd dude. You're you yeah. got you got you got crazy eyes, and I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah interesting, interesting <laughs> actor. I, I I like him. I was oh, yeah. actually kind of hoping it was him and said to a woman, but I'll take Todd Luiso. Yeah, I'll take I'll take it to Luiso. <laughs> I'll take a famed snake expert from Snakes on a Plane, Todd Luiso. Um, one thing I wanted to uh, bring up though for this, and Patrick, I think this could be a new segment on the show. It's a look. Of the week, I know we've praised Dustin Hoffman's look oh, in Kramer God, versus yeah. Kramer. And I got to give Lefty oh, a big God. shout out for all his looks in this movie, uh, from the, from the glasses to the jackets to the tracksuits. It's all happening for Lefty. Oh, yeah. I, I, I read that those were like his choice. <laughs> like he picked those glasses out, and I think had a say <laughs> in the wardrobe. Oh, that rules! It, it's amazing <laughs> all of it's perfect and i think going back to like what you what you all were saying about the top of the movie kind of the bait and switch of like oh is this going to be like mafia right. 101 the yeah. first scene that really takes things to the next level is lefty watching nature videos in his tracksuit <laughs> yes. at his apartment uh, and talking about cancer of the cock 
I'm also going back to like right at the beginning when they're listing down uh, Joe Pistone is typing out his, oh, yeah. his names. It's like lefty or two lefts or lefty and righty or horse cock. Yes. It's awesome. Yes. It's awesome. And it's yes. a throwaway. It's a total throwaway. It's a total throw- but it's also, it works yeah. for that character. Yeah. That's what he, he used to call himself horse yeah. cock. Yeah. You, you, should, you should have seen him in the late 50s. <laughs> Oh, we had uh, man. Back, yeah, you should have seen back when people were, uh, you know, driving around in Flintstone cars. Yeah. <laughs> but there's also kind of a funny joke that also felt like a what the hell's going on? Where it's like uh, Al Pacino's character just trusts Donnie immediately, and yeah. that opening scene is like he's wearing Donnie Brasco has the copiest cop mustache and looks so like he looks like a plant he looks so so suspicious and then it comes back later that like both the mob and the cops are asking him like please shave this mustache (laughs) even the cops are like come on man it's just a person yeah but um did you notice too the the weird way the bartender was like eyeing Donnie and like nodding to him. Yeah. And I was like, is I couldn't remember. I was like, is the bartender like an FBI guy too? But mm-hmm. never uh, we we never returned to yep. the bartender's tale. That's what the, the extended edition <laughs> yeah. was, was that last half hour about the bartender <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his trip to Florida. Oh yeah, I I it was it, it is very interesting. Kind of yeah how how obvious he is at the top of it <laughs> and the very simple like oh this jewel's fake he's yeah. a jeweler what Why okay let's yeah. beat up this let's beat up this guy at the strip club how'd yeah. you know that <laughs> uh, i think yeah i think he's smarter than i am donnie <laughs> it was um was bruno kirby and michael madsen there in the bar too at the, in that opening, I think Bruno Kirby is. I don't think Michael. Okay, Madsen is. yeah, because I think Michael Madsen would have, um, if he had been there, would have been pretty on to Donnie. Yeah, in, <laughs> yeah. in that moment. <laughs> but I, I did read that the real Sonny Black, even to his dying day, was like, "Yeah, I don't know. I mean, no hard feelings. He kind of bait and switched us. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah. He kind of got us. He pulled us. He pulled one over. Totally fair. Yeah, I, I guess uh, the real Sonny Black." Uh, was was pretty much the second this all the all everything went down the rest of the mob was like yeah you're an idiot we're gonna kill you you're getting whacked for being a dumb dumb basically and he was like when he was getting driven there like he did the same thing that pacino does in this where he's just like okay here's my stuff this isn't gonna go well i see the way i see the see the road this is going on and talk about a heartbreaking scene at the end of it with lefty lefty really 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 loves donnie (laughs) he does and it's so and donnie donnie really cares for him because he also he's got his uh he's got his fuck up drug addict son and he's like oh this is another chance for me to have a son Uh, yeah son uh, two son son two son son red and son black my loser son is a drug addict donnie (laughs) donnie Uh, oh donnie that's what I want to. I love you, yeah, and, and I love quiet Jane. Pacino. Yeah. <laughs> quiet, little whispery. Yeah, oh. I, I think I, th- I think he's really. I mean, I, I was really impressed. I mean, I've I've always been impressed with how he is in this movie, but I think, yeah, it's a supporting role. Uh, you know, Depp has got the lead. 
role in the movie, but he's really, really good. He kind of, I think like this, this would have been a lot more paint by numbers if the lefty character hadn't been so dynamic and so three dimensional. And, you know, if you're saying is right, that, you know, Pacino was real hands on, which I'm sure he was with, you know, his look and all the choices he was making. I mean, it's just, it's a really solid role and it's an interesting role for a big movie star to play totally too i think it's i think it's a real this is a real gem of a movie folks if you haven't seen it yeah i think it's like a fun it's like a solid like you know uh the only thing uh it does suck to have seen i wish that like i had seen this movie before i'd seen like the godfather and the godfather <laughs> part two and like <laughs> like some of the best like i feel like we've watched some of the best mafiosa movies of all time and then and this movie is great. This is a great movie. And it's actually kind of a different movie, which I appreciate too. Fair, like, yeah. you know, it, it finds its own like little niche and fills it uh, very well. Uh, but like, uh, it, it, it is like this thing where like, this is definitely like a 90s movie and it has that 90s, movie, which I love. I love mm-hmm. that. But yeah. it doesn't have, but it's like, uh, but then like having to compare it to The Godfather just watching so well, and, and that's the other thing like and hey i'm not a smart person i read the imdb trivia page of that. <laughs> you you mentioned this coming out in february and not being like a big oscar player but apparently this was originally supposed to get made and released in 1990 mm. uh and it, stephen frears was going to direct it uh, oh that would have been probably uh, would have been better <laughs> the direct- florence foster jenkins is um, stephen frears i adore yeah. florence foster jenkins <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. um, they didn't want it to come up against goodfellas oh. and then that just completely got axed and didn't get brought back to life until 1997 but al pacino was always a part of it but yeah it, it does make you think like if this i mean i get not wanting to play against goodfellas because hey, it's martin scorsese that's gonna be yeah. tough to put yeah. out another mob movie against that, but it, I don't know. Uh, it might have been more well known because I feel like this is a very not remembered movie. Yeah. Interestingly enough, it is with all of, a- of the star power behind it and, and the fact that it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, my, my only uh, obnoxious knock I'm not a fan of the score. <laughs> yeah. I think the score's a bit much. I think if they brought in another composer, we would all be talking about Donnie Brasco every day of our lives. <laughs> I think the other thing, too, is like what sets Goodfellas, the Scorsese ones and the Coppola ones mm-hmm. apart, is kind of their touch. This, Mike Newell is a you know great workman director, has done yeah. a lot of nice work, but yep. there isn't like a lot of. Um, style or flash no, like even no. like all of the like the the needle drop music cues are pretty yeah. on the nose like they're yeah. not very surprising like you know we're doing scarface and um carlito's way next week we brought that up before and yeah brian de palma is kind of the opposite of this where everything is a big weird crazy choice yeah <laughs> and which which is the reason why you know if you don't you should love brian de palma um, <laughs> because he is a madman and this is a this is like you know a very classy solid film but i think it would have probably been drowned out by goodfellas because goodfellas is such a like big swing and it's such a like although i think if this had come out before scent of a woman pacino would have had a big shot at winning best supporting actor yeah that's a good point yeah he, he hadn't won yet and this is a really great bar for him 
he, I mean, he's better in this. I mean, I like this more oh, yeah. instead of a woman. <laughs> and, <laughs> and again, not to immediately, I don't, hey, I'm not trying to segue us into Devil's Advocate, yeah. but hey, if his character instead of a woman uh, revealed, like, by the way, this <laughs> was Satan the whole time, yeah. <laughs> be like, oh, this performance makes sense. <laughs> oh, God. That would have been so fucking rad. <laughs> After he gives that speech at the end of Set of a Woman, he goes, and by the way, Chris. <laughs> by the way. Just wow. lights James Redhorn on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I win again. Everyone's cheering. Yeah. I got all these assholes to root for the devil. <laughs> Vanity just looks yeah. directly into the camera. Holy shit! Uh, that was favorite cool. vice. What a what a movie! Oh my god. Okay. We should maybe begin the transition. I I feel like we've given Donnie Brasco almost like a short the short end of the straw here because uh, we're it's really good yeah and, i, I and, think and that, and he's really really good away at it. from donnie brasco i think we're i think we're giving it exactly <laughs> what it, it is which is the takeaways are al pacino michael it's the acting al pacino michael mm-hmm. madsen johnny depp bruno kirby everybody's great in yeah. this movie I, I i think what i want to bring up too i think um johnny depp and ann hayes have a very oh, interesting yeah. and yeah. like dynamic combative relationship with each other it's really it worked for me yeah that's i'm wondering if maybe (laughs) i'm just there's no information on the (laughs) internet as to what the extra half hour i watched was (laughs) and i previously watched this movie in like 2000 or 1999 i don't fucking remember so I'm like, maybe that was, did they go to couples therapy in your guys' version? Yeah, yes. they did. Dang, what did I see that you didn't see? <laughs> this is, this is, this is the reason why know. we watched, like the, like the gluttons for punishment we are, we watched The Godfather 3 and then The Godfather Coda back to back. Yeah. Just to figure out what the differences were. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot. Yeah, not a lot. <laughs> Surprisingly, not that much. Is, is that the uh, where they had edited it all together for television? Uh, no, uh, late last year, Francis Coppola released for the 30th anniversary of Godfather 3 a new version of I The Godfather 3 that. called The Godfather Coda, The Death of Michael Corleone is the new title. Interesting. And it is, yeah, it is. It is very interesting. It's worth the watch. I, uh, uh, we, we may or may not be discussing these in a future that bonus episode but um it's very interesting coppola going back to this movie this admitted to some people myself included flawed movie and well, trying I, I, to... I, I will always stand up for it i i, I think it's a, it's a delight <laughs> i have a i have a quick question before we uh we transition to our next movie i was wondering like so like we talked about like you said uh, evan that this movie was gonna be what a been made like concurrently with the goodfellas or released concurrently yeah. with goodfellas uh directed by steven Freer. who who would you because like johnny depp would have been too young for the role like who would you cast oh. in the donnie brasco role i was trying to i was there racking. was a list of people oh. and i can't i mean i could look that up now i want to say nick cage was actually was yeah uh, yeah one of the people on the list i'm just thinking because i'm trying to think of like the, the actors that would be kind of in that age range like <laughs> First, right. first one that came up to my mind was like Tom Hanks, and I was like, no. Well, I would think um, Tom. I would think the other Tom, Tom Cruise, Ooh. was probably oh, looked Cruise, at. Yeah, definitely it, it, that color of money role. 
Yeah. A lot of, a lot Rain of Man, Color Money Era. Yeah. Mentor, mentee movies in the late 90s. Robin, oh, Robin Williams. We're, we're, in the, we're in the heart of the dudes rock era. So it's dudes teaching uh, other dudes how to do dude things. Heart yeah. of dudeness, yeah. <laughs> heart of dudeness. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, but yeah, I think um, we, could, we could move on to perhaps what we might be referring to as the main event. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, this was the... This, this was the John uh, King is in this movie. Yes, oh, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. I love how oh, he... Keanu Reeves rooting for a boxing match was some really interesting acting to me. Like, it was... It seemed like it may have been the first time Keanu Reeves discovered boxing existed. Well, and, and that was a real match that yeah. wasn't faked it wasn't filmed for the movie like it it was happening <laughs> they were just filming at the same time another thing i'd like to see i'd like to watch sports with keanu reeves yeah and just see how he roots for sports um <laughs> <laughs> sports i uh, love uh, this uh, okay I've, I've got the list now if you guys want okay yeah of, of uh stephen freer's freer's <laughs> stephen freer's sure original uh at various points these three actors were and and we've circled around two of these we even said one tom cruise mm-hmm. we circled around andy garcia via oh, godfather wow. part three that actually makes sense john travolta oh man. John travolta john travolta. Would, travolta. which would have been interesting i don't know oh. yeah. john travolta is such a what an like act, yeah what, broken arrow john travolta like 1990. I mean, this uh, is like "Look Who's Talking" era. Josh yeah, Paul's if he was which, the character, which is also talking. like, I don't know. This, yeah, this would be post uh, post uh, Travolta Sants. We're gonna keep using Sants. Well, uh, Pulp great. Fiction dropped in '94, so Travolta oh, wait, so was this, still in this, the. He was still in the wilderness. That's yeah, right. I forgot this was gonna come out in '90. So that is an interesting thought. Would this have been the Pulp Fiction? <laughs> that brought John Travolta back and would John Travolta then not been cast in Pulp Fiction? Oh, I, man. That's a good, I will say Alternate this though, universe. that I watched, <laughs> I watched uh, Donnie Brasco on, um, on Showtime or stars, one mm-hmm. of the two on Amazon and Gotti was recommended as the next <laughs> movie for me to watch. Yes. <laughs> God, uh, famous, uh, famous, uh, bro listing movie. Yes, Gotti. bro listing <laughs> Classic, a classic moment in cinema history. Where... I, 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 I am unapologetic in my Travolta fandom. I think he's really, he's much like Cage in a sense. He's a weird, yeah. he's a weird actor. Oh, yeah. who... Which is what makes Face Off the greatest movie of all time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it, Two fucking weirdos yeah. out weirding each other. Face Off <laughs> is the nexus of all things good in cinema, as we all know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little gateway to heaven that opens when oh yeah uh, he's but... uh my, 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 one of the reasons why i love my wife is that she just walked past me the like yesterday she goes he took his face <laughs> off and she just left the room oh. i was like god bless you you're wonderful you're just yeah. like quoting face off while you're on the house uh, well, um uh... but yes also from 1997 if you can believe it boy I was, you know, just a young sophomore in high school in 1997. And I don't know if I realized what I had. If Donnie Brasco and the Devil's Advocate were just dropping in my youth. Um, Devil's Advocate, directed by Taylor Hackford, screenplay by Jonathan Lemkin and Tony Gilroy. But I think it's pretty clear they did not work together. <laughs> that Tony, Tony came in as a late, uh, as he tends to do. 
as a late uh, script doctor. Um, based on the novel, The Devil's Advocate by Andrew Niederman. This one came out in October of 97. Budgeted at $57 million, made $153 million. So Al Pacino still still bringing in hits for Hollywood at that point in time. Uh, the Wikipedia page is 15 pages long for the devil's advocate <laughs> if you were to print it out, which is astonishing. Uh, it has a 63% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Consensus states, though it is ultimately undone, somewhat ultimately somewhat undone by its own lofty ambitions, <laughs> the Devil's Advocate is a mostly effective blend of supernatural thrills and character exploration. Character exploration, interesting. Um, Roger Ebert, I think, made a very good point. This is this was this is sums up his review. The movie never fully engaged me. My mind raced ahead of the plot and the John Grisham stuffed classed, clashed with the exorcist stuff. And I agree. Like, I think that this movie can't decide if it's a John Grisham 90s thriller mm-hmm. or if it's a batshit horror movie. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to drop a wild bomb on this podcast and say... I kind of really enjoyed The Devil's Advocate. <laughs> uh, I'll Much drop, more than I expected to. I'll, I'll drop another bomb too and say, like, maybe it was just having. I, I, I did the same thing as you, Evan. I watched Donnie Brasco and Devil's Advocate back to back with my family, by the way. We, oh, spent, we spent a wonderful Thursday. I'm sure it was very comfortable sitting on the couch for Devil's Advocate and you together. You still yeah, didn't oh, watch yeah. The Recruit. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do, gotta do the trilogy. Gotta do the uh, the trilogy, the Pacino trilogy. Everyone knows the famous Pacino trilogy. <laughs> yep. Ronnie Brown. I, 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 from what I understand, it's Criterion is going to be announcing a box set of these three films this coming Monday. So really can, canonizing the three of them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, hey, might as well call a mobiliary. It's getting canonized. Mm-hmm. Hey, La Dolce Vita, the recruit. La Dolce Cruti. Uh, yeah. I might just erase me saying La Dolce Cruti. I might just, just edit that out of the podcast. Oh, brother. Don't let him edit it. Say a bunch so, of so, stuff. Some, a little peek behind the podcast door. Sometimes Patrick and I, are, you know, we're, we're conscientious guys and we're worried about seeing anything off color. Or, you know, we're yeah. just chatting here. And, you know, but sometimes it's just like shame based that was stupid <laughs> yeah, i'm definitely i'm not I'll, I'm not most of the time it goes down that yeah, i'm not afraid i'm not a, i'm not a, a small a big enough man i'm a big enough man to admit it i have definitely listened to the oh, podcast yeah. for editing it and been like I, oof I, this joke uh, another yeah. itunes category you can find our podcast shame based <laughs> shame totally based weird. editing we are the shame we are the shame boys shame boys as we've yeah. known and loved Nah, I'm I'm also I'm the one that edits. How do we human? I, I almost feel bad for Chris sometimes because uh, he he doesn't really give the input, uh, and I'm always like, hey, if there's anything you want me to take out, let me know. But on my end, I'm like, oh, this joke of mine did not land. And no one will hear it. <laughs> I'm gonna edit this other joke that works. Oh yeah, yeah. it'd be so fun just to edit like jokes Some alts that- in there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I've got my setup here. I could just re-record myself. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me try that again, and then. I'll edit, 
Chris is laughing from over here. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry, Don. The it's kind of weird. The last podcast. I mean, Don listening, and it's like the last podcast was just you like saying a bunch of jokes, and then just like I just coming back like George Costanza talking about the jerk store. It's smart. It's a smart joke. Yeah. It's smart. Um, So, guys, I got a confession. This was my first time ever seeing The Devil's Advocate. Interesting. This This is one of the first time ever seeing The Devil's Advocate. (laughs) One of the few movies in the entire tournament that I have never had never seen before. Yeah, because for me, this is like the Pacino movie I've probably seen like the most. Not because I like it. No, it's weird. Not because I like it the most. It's just because it would be on like USA Network at like 3 p.m. on a Saturday. And yeah. like, you know, That'd I'd be, be like Donnie Brasco. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it'd be like, I have nothing better to do. I'll watch like the second half of Don- the devil's advocate for the fourth time. <laughs> I-, I wonder how this one plays edited for television. Oh, yeah. uh, le- le- definitely less sexual. Yeah, I, I would have to assume. <laughs> the, um, yeah, I wonder, it's interesting because devil's advocate has come up with many of our previous guests as kind of being <laughs> their gateway to Pacino. Well, this was a big hit. At yeah. the time, it was a big deal, and this this was a uh, I'm uh, uh, I think a little bit younger than you, so I I was more in the uh, God how old I would have been I would have been somewhat childish, <laughs> and so <laughs> is... and I and I grew up in a religious household, so it's like a movie called The Devil's Advocate. What could it's just what you know when I was a kid, I would go into the video store a lot, and I would look at the the movie covers, mm-hmm. especially in the horror section. And oh, yeah. just imagine, like, what the fuck is that movie about? And my imagination would go crazy places. And I was never entirely sure if this movie was actually about the devil or not. And <laughs> over the years, I'd been like, no, I think it's just a straight law movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, kind of is at times. Kind of here, like, no, yeah, Al Pacino's the devil. I'm like, yeah, but it's like a metaphor, right? <laughs> it's like, all right. Uh, I know now, and I'm excited about it. <laughs> you know, who does not know is Keanu Reeves takes quite a while in this oh, movie to put, yeah. put to put together the pieces of what's going on around him. I sometimes in the 90s wonder if Keanu Reeves just they didn't give him full scripts and just <laughs> let him figure stuff out in his own time because he is bewildered through most of the 90s. <laughs> it's all a surprise. I, 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 mean, I also question how many accents were given to Keanu Reeves in the yeah. 90s because he's not great at them. You no, know, I mean, I, I think, you know, we all, I mean, I think it's a pretty international, internationally agreed upon that we all love Keanu Reeves oh, at this point. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, in the 90s, he was given parts that were a little more outside of his wheelhouse. Yes. And um, including, I'd say, The Devil's Advocate. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I'd say this is up there with like Bram Stroker or Stroker. Stroker. Yeah. yeah. Summer Nights. Keanu yeah. Reeves is in a Midsummer Nights dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> You, you you love the guy but i mean love like you, you go yeah. watch you go watch like speed and you're like you're right at home here brother this Absolutely. is where you you know knocking it knocking it out of the park but yeah the second like this movie opens in a, one of the great generic sweaty southern courtrooms <laughs> of the 90s and i was like watching it listen to his voice i'm like oh no 
He's doing a southern accent. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Sort of. yeah. Sometimes he just like reverts back to normal Keanu. Yeah, this Your could Honor, be a problem. <laughs> Your Honor, I think that this is the last time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, shit. <laughs> Mama mia. Oh, uh, man. Here's, okay. Uh, this was a missed opportunity, in my opinion, to cast Matthew McConaughey. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this is right. To, I mean, I think Time to Kill may have been 97 as well, though. Uh, yeah. That's true. You can't have we two. Could, uh, yes, but yeah. I, I, you know, I think Johnny Depp would have done a great job in this yeah. in this role yeah, so. as well. Yeah. Uh, I know that I think, I think they also probably looked at Cruz. Ooh, yeah, Cruz what would be good. Ye- now, okay, I'm putting all these movies together. What year did Johnny Depp also battle the devil in the Ninth Gate? <laughs> oh, that one may have been 99, 2000-ish, but yes. yes, yeah, we, I... we had various obsessions. <laughs> yeah, people <laughs> like the, to fight the Oh, okay, so um, they originally, um, Joel Schumacher was looked at to direct it Ooh. with uh, Brad yeah, Pitt good. playing the lawyer. Which would have worked. I think Brad Pitt would have. Yeah. I think he yeah. would have been fine. He has like a southern yeah. accent, sort of. Like it works. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's from Tennessee. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I think he would have. No offense to Keanu, but I think, yeah, I think Brad. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Brad would have done a fine job in the oh, role. Oh, man. I uh, know who does a fine job in the role. Charlie's Throne. Yeah. I had I, no idea she was in this movie. <laughs> it's like only like her third movie, too. Yeah. Third or fourth film. And she's she's asked to do a lot she in her third big role. role. <laughs> <laughs> It's a it's a wild performance. Well, and yeah. <laughs> you know, not to not to get too surfacey here, but boy are her and Keanu Reeves handsome together. That's <laughs> just yeah. like oh, yeah. just, well, they're beautiful. So, they're beautiful. <laughs> they're so at their beautiful peak. Odd that like the the this movie and, and again, hey, this was her third movie. Charlie's Theron, not a super famous person at this point, but like the devil is tempting you with this attractive woman, leave your dumpy, ugly yeah, no, wife. I All right. Well, well, time proved you wrong. I <laughs> know. Hackford. It's like you know, you've got you know your 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 redneck rube wife. Your we got redneck a... plain yeah. wife. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's undoubtedly the best looking woman a in Gainesville? Twenty-one-year-old <laughs> Charlie's Theron. It's, yeah, like yeah, they're both like. Like you know, dipped in Vaseline in Gainesville, and it's like, on what planet are these people fucking lawyers in like oh, Florida? Wait, no, when they go, when they celebrate him getting the psychotic Chris Bauer child pedophile yes. off, Ooh, which dark uh, beginning. Yes, <laughs> they go to that bar, and I love that. Like that bar feels very, very real. The bar yes. band, all of totally. like their drunken dancing and stuff. But I'm like. Still, if like you're in Gainesville or anywhere, like I, fuck, I'm from Seattle. If this was happening in Seattle and I saw those two making out on the dance floor, I'm like, who are you two people? You are like the best looking people I've seen in my life. <laughs> Patrick probably already knows this. This is a massive drop. I am also from Seattle. <laughs> this yes. is very exciting. Whoa, whoa, Technically whoa, whoa. From, El- from Elma, Washington, but lived in <laughs> Seattle 10 years before moving here. So, okay. This is, this is Patrick. Uh, you're fired. We got two Seattle boys yeah. taking no. over this podcast. You can't just, I can't just leave and let you guys talk about Seattle style hot dogs. Uh, give me that cream cheese, which, bro. Which, which, which definitely are, you know, a thing people talk about. <laughs> <laughs>
I never shut up about them. Uh, yeah, to, man. to get uh, to get back to that, I, I just, uh, we talked about names and character names earlier. A, oh, yeah. the the sweaty Floridian judge's name is Judge Garson Deeds, which rules. <laughs> that, the, there, that's perfect. That's yeah, but well, well, what do we got here? We got ourselves a new case, and this is we got Judge Garson Deeds on. <laughs> we got the honorable Judge Garson Deeds. That is a hundred percent like yeah, Adam Sandler and Mr. Deeds is like <laughs> weird uncle played by Blake Clark. Like but, uh, it's a uh, Rob Schneider in age makeup. Yeah. I, oh, I say, I say. <laughs> I also have to say, I think it's comedic genius to have a lawyer named kevin that you exclusively <laughs> refer to as kevin <laughs> in this movie it kept cracking me up because there's all these like like i said this movie starts with them getting off a child molester <laughs> this gets this gets dark at yeah. points this gets well, very uh, fucking dark uh, and it's got people dramatically going kevin yes. the same way they do <laughs> <Right>. at home alone <laughs> al pacino says kevin a lot in this film and again we get to it next week but the, his girlfriend in carlito's way is named gail and the how many times he goes gail gail get over here <laughs> al loves to use people's names but you're right kevin lomax kevin. Because, and you know i think they used all of their creativity on deciding to name pacino and john milton Yes, that they were just like, okay, we got to figure out something for the. Not, not to to spoil uh, the end here, but look, what do we name the son of the devil? <laughs> Evan Lomax. Kevin. Lomax. <laughs> I named him Kevin, but um, it, it it isn't. I think what threw me actually on the movie was like, so basically the movie opens with Keanu Reeves getting this like table fondling oh, it's child cool. molester off. Yeah, the hook and now you're like okay so now keanu reeves is kind of my guide into this world like do i like keanu reeves (laughs) that was the question and i think like you know something like i think the the most human character in the film and the one that you kind of like are i guess rooting i don't think you need to root for characters when you watch movies but it it can help certainly i've Um, always got my big foam finger and my yeah I mean, I you know, I, I every time I've gone to see Dog Day Afternoon, you know, I got the big like placard that says, Sonny, you can make it out of the bank this time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think, you know, Charlie's Thrones character is clearly uh, the one that we totally. care about, if you yeah, will. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was thinking, I kept thinking about it. It's like, oh, you know, I want more. I like she's the kind of the emotional linchpin of this. But then the movie immediately becomes Rosemary's baby. Yeah. If she is the linchpin of the movie and i'm yeah. sure that they talked about it over and over again as they were doing the script it's like we can't go yeah. down that road because a perfect movie already exists that does, does. this yeah yeah and it's like it's funny too because like yeah she is like the only character that like really has like a clear arc and don't get me wrong like he had a reeve sort of has an arc but his arc is like it's guided I, I, by Satan. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's like he's like, he's like he's an, it's not even like he changes that. But it just it's just this it's the guy who like it's the uh, it's a, it's his arc is like hotshot lawyer who takes forever to find out that John Milton is the devil. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of just going from a guy who like really had to question 
the shitty things he was doing to a guy that just does the shitty things without questioning. He was always mm-hmm. doing shitty things. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't really <laughs> change much until like the very and then it's just, and, well he doesn't even change because like at the end of the movie he gets he gets duped again. Ah, uh, duped again. No, which is a classic dupe him up. But it's not satisfying. No, I'm gonna not at I'm all. gonna say like I think you end the movie with him just blowing his brains out and everything you know, burning down. That ruled. Yes. Yeah. Also, my favorite. Okay, so before we get to the, the end, we gotta talk the ending. Before we, my favorite moment is my background right now when Al Pacino's in like they're at a I guess Eddie Barzoon, like one of the lawyers that gets uh, killed by Al Pacino's demon goons funerals. Yeah. And, played by a notable vile man, Jeffrey Shaw. Yeah, played by a uh, character, like a uh, person who would be defended by Kevin Lomax in real life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just a veiled Jeffrey Jones type. <laughs> That's what Kev- we do now. Kevin, Kevin, we've got your first case. You're going to be defending yeah. Jeffrey Jones. From, you know, from Ferris Bueller. Yeah, he's kind of a bad guy. He's not, not great. Not great. <laughs> I keep casting him in Deadwood. Don't know why. <laughs> Leaves a bad taste. I, I mean, I understand continuity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, <laughs> just get Christopher Plummer. <laughs> oh, dude, like, I, I, this is a little off topic. There's a really good article about the um, the new Zack Snyder zombie movie and how they reshot the entire thing after Chris D'Elia oh, got yes. uh, and they replaced Chris D'Elia with Tignataro. And just kind yeah. of like the amazing technology that went into fitting like, her into action sequences in a like gigantic movie that had already been shot. Wow! Like the, <laughs> the, like the, the, the like the 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 uh, uncanceling movie technology. And like, but I like amazingly enough, like doing something very creative and interesting by casting Tignataro as a action person oh, that rule. like that's like that's like regardless of like the morality of and the oh, canceling yeah. like that's just more interesting Absolutely. artistically well, here's, my, here's my take tignataro could 100 percent because she has like a very like dry deadpan cadence yeah. i would love to see a bunch of like like uh you know you couldn't do i guess like i would love for tignataro to get swole as hell and yeah. then have her have like some sort of like scott adkins style like like a film franchise where it's just her like or, going to town and or at the very least having her on the team in like another predator movie or something Ooh, like that, that. Would be so good yeah, yeah she's got that like she looks like a marine yeah she looks grizzled she has like, is, yeah in a good she way she could have a steven seagal career if she wanted <laughs> Yeah, she should. <laughs> and, you know, I really just her sitting in chairs and talking about her past in the CIA oh, and yeah, uh, yeah. working with various strong men across the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was uh, Papa Doc's bodyguard in the seventies. Yeah, I was not a Tignataro uh, accent at all. <laughs> I used to get drunk with the Dulles Brothers all the time. Don't you know? Yeah, don't. true story. <laughs> That was just done. That was just done. That was. Not- <laughs> I was there. I was yeah. there. You know, <laughs> I'll admit it. The Bay of Pigs. It went poorly. <laughs> Wait, I just opened my uh, copy of the Devil's Chessboard. Who's <laughs> yeah. this uh, next? Uh, <laughs> next. <laughs> Je- Jesus, Jesus, James Angleton, and Donald Saunderson. <laughs> what the hell? Same age too. Donald yeah, some, some kind of Highlander. I mean, like I, I, 
we had some good our intentions with mk ultra were good (laughs) (laughs) you were just you know you were trying stuff out you were just crazy kids having a ball you know you were listen we didn't know it was the wild west (laughs) (laughs) it was different back then they weren't filming you all the time no gosh cancel culture am i right I like the idea of Dr. Sidney Gottlieb blaming cancel culture. <laughs> <laughs> See, now my, 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 my brain went another way. I was just imagining Michael Richards as like the person on the grassy knoll. <laughs> Alec, Alec Baldwin is tweeting out like, Sidney Gottlieb got a bad rap. Cancel culture is kicking it too far. Yeah. <laughs> we play badminton oh. together. Yeah, I know. Trust me. I did two pictures with Sidney Gottlieb. Yeah. <laughs> the Hunt for Red October. Yeah. And uh, Miami Blues. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Miami, okay. I, I like both those movies, by yeah. the way. Oh, they're <laughs> great. Yeah, they're both great films. Uh, we almost watched uh, Hunt for Red October the other day, but we ended up watching Manhunter instead. Man, oh, Manhunter. So boy, good. Manhunter rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Devil's Advocate, the ending. One of the just so crazy. And it's yeah. funny because I think Al Pacino's like, uh, I could be wrong. You guys can disagree with me, but I, for some reason, when I was watching like the, at least like the first hour of the movie, Al Pacino feels like weirdly subdued and like not like he's surprisingly little. not who he's so, saving it for that last half oh, hour. He's saving it, oh, yeah. yeah, but it's Getting like riddled with bullets going, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the fucking scene in Jane Austen's Mafia where the. <laughs> Another um, new Beverly double feature. Jane Austen's Mafia and the Devil's Advocate. Yeah, movies where people do wacky stuff while they're getting shot. Oh, it's, yeah, I mean, I think he absolutely signed on to do this movie for that, you know, final 20 minutes where he gets to to just rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so, it is. So, you know, when I was watching this movie, like, I really just wanted it to lean in on its exploitation movie. Yeah. Like tone, like no need to be classy. No need to learn anything. Just get, just get gross and rock and roll all the way through it. Like, and so my thought is first off replace Taylor Hackford with Dario Argento <laughs> as the director. I mean, yeah, and I think, perfect fit. I think you're looking, cause like at one point, they start to change the lighting in their apartment to be a little more like um, red filtered. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, go all the way with that. Stylize it, get weird and crazy. The entire world is changing. And make all of like the death scenes way more intricate. Like they came close with the Jeffrey Jones ghost joggers. <laughs> yeah, but it was kind of boring. Was... I, I feel you. Also, let's kill Craig T. Nelson. Oh, big time. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see something weird happen there. Also, too. more Delroy Lindo doing oh, yeah. doing yes. crazy yes. stuff. Like I wanted every lawyer. Like at one point, one of the lawyers is like, ah, hot, hot foot, hot foot, and it's like Del Delroy Lindo in his uh his his little man cave, uh, you know, <laughs> cooking up a stew that causes hot foot. I don't know <laughs> his little bro cave. Yeah, like what yeah. if he was like um the Merlin to yes. Al Pacino? Like he's oh. casting spells and shit like that. Yeah, the, I, I definitely the, thought that's where this movie was going <laughs> when his character showed up. 
And I was um, surprised to see him because uh, apparently he is uncredited in yeah. this movie, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, and it's weird. I wonder if he was like, eh, I don't want to. It's like it's one of those things where like maybe like this movie's like you know weird or like I don't. I disagree with the the philosophy of it. I don't know. That's interesting. It is weird. Okay, yeah, or maybe it's, it's a, a favor. I mean, another... This movie doesn't have a philosophy though. That is like, it's just a random bunch of shit. <laughs> there was another in horror movies that was a weird, hot, like late eighties, early nineties was like voodoo stuff mm-hmm. like this and the believers and uh midnight in the garden of good and evil and that there's like a James it. bond movie uh skeleton i mean skeleton key with mm-hmm. uh kate hudson which came out a few years after this all the way back to uh one of my favorites the serpent and the rainbow yeah uh, west with from west craven hell yeah good movie yeah uh, yeah so i i but thought yeah, this was think- gonna be one of those movies and then it was not I think this movie could have, uh, yeah, I wish it was a little more Serpent in the Rainbow and a little less Pelican Brief, I guess <laughs> yeah. would be my my review of it. Like, it, it wants to have it all. It wants to be like a but classy it, movie, it, and it's just not. It and made a lot of money. It did. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. That's what, what this movie is, is taking all of those things that were popular right that second and smushing them into a movie and not caring how it looks <laughs> and, and I making think, a lot of money doing it. I think going back to your point about like it's co- like video cover, that yeah. picture of like Pacino <laughs> looming over Keanu Reeves, you're like, what is this? This could, yeah. this could be, and I like both of them. Like, sure. okay, but like I'll watch this movie. But yeah, I think it's, this is a bonkers movie. This is definitely the, like, I th- I didn't think any given Sunday would get topped in bonkers movies. Oh, yeah. That we've watched, but Devil's Advocate. Has, although, what if Oliver Stone had directed this? Oh, that would have been crazy, too. Well, it would have been like three and a half hours, and it would have been so much more. Uh, and you would great. get so much more Dolroy Lindo. Bring bring me on the Oliver Stone cast. I'm I'm his oh. forever faithful fan. Yeah, I, I love all his bullshit. I've seen the I've seen all four versions of Alexander. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I have opinions. Oh man, shit's great. I, I, uh, I would like, uh, yeah, uh, I'm just trying to imagine, like, yeah, like uh, James Woods would be cast as Eddie Barzoon instead of Jeffrey Jones. Yeah. So oh, it'd still be, be problematic, but it's still yeah. would have, But it would have worked. It would have, oh, dude. Just like every other James Woods part, it like, it James works. Woods, be- yeah. James Woods could have played any role in this movie. <laughs> oh, totally. This movie oh, was made for James Woods. James oh, he, Woods. he could have played Craig T. Nelson's part oh, in obviously. his sleep. In his sleep. James Woods as the devil would be a lot of fun. That would be a blast. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, the like devil. the the I uh, <laughs> I was giddy for it, but it is it's an insane change where it's like this movie's two and a half hours long. We got through two. It's basically yeah, two hours of like little hints of like yeah. horror elements, and honestly, uh, some of them that first time that lady's changing and her face oh, yeah. gets all funky and <laughs> our hands are going through her skin. That actually scared me. I was like, oh shit. I yeah, that, that's like that's that like surprised the, the fuck out of me. <laughs> that's like the one good, uh, like those moments where like the faces, like I like that, yeah. and it's like I wish like if the movie leaned into that, like. 50%. I know. I wanted more. I wanted totally. just. Yeah. I wanted more horror elements. Like so instead push, of push weaving further. that into the rest of the movie, they just go like two hours and then the last twenty. I was so giddy <laughs> for the last 20, yeah. 30 minutes where uh, realizing like a. 
He's Satan. They're absolutely playing like he might. He's owning it. He might as well be dressed in red with a pitchfork. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And this entire last 20 minutes is happening in one unbroken scene in his giant room where he sleeps and fucks or does not sleep. Does he roar or does not fuck? But where does he fuck? (laughs) Everywhere. (laughs) Also, all leading up towards um, Kevin being forced into an incestuous uh, baby with his... um, Slightly hotter sister <laughs> than I his guess. wife. Very <laughs> weird. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. The pelican brief missing incest, Satan, and uh, suicide, and dream sequence, and uh, Wait, stare at the camera ending. <laughs> I think I wanted more like the, the the fairly graphic sex scene where he keeps seeing the two women uh, yeah. morphing to each other, like. That's kind of thrown. what are you doing here? The ex, the, but that's the exploitation stuff that I'm like. Totally, we wanted two and a half hours of taking it that far and yeah. that that crazy and just. I mean, you you already got the R rating. You've already you're like yeah. you, you're right. You're like dabbling in it. Like the level of sex and nudity in this movie, and it might be because we live in a Marvel world in which nobody right. fucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That is true. It's a Marvel <laughs> world where nobody fucks. Yeah. Where, where do you where do you fuck? Nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> I'm uh, Captain America. Yeah, we don't we don't get like yeah, we don't get to see Rocket Raccoon's little weird raccoon dick. Ah, that's a shame. Yeah. yeah. But I think yeah. yeah, and so it's like you watch this, you're like, this is like gleefully um R-rated and exploitive. Yeah. And then at other times, yes, it's like Pelican Brief zone and the hell with that pelican i love john grisham movies but i watch a john grisham movie if i'm gonna do that like we'll take a look at the firm take a look at francis coppola's rainmaker oh man it's wild how much john grisham shaped movies in the 90s (laughs) yeah he was so much of it well it's like him and then also like james patterson like uh like i will be watched recently was it along came a spider and like i forgot that was like a like those like those movies had huge grosses and yeah well i mean like most of them starred ashley judd yeah there was a cottage industry of ashley judd being wronged by like a redneck harry connick jr or somebody (laughs) like that yeah and then getting revenge and 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 maybe morgan freeman mentoring her and michael wincott type yeah it worked every single time yeah (laughs) every time like Uh, like bring that back yeah we want we want the mid-tier movie yeah, I want to throw yeah. a stone and it hits a Michael Wincott. I want to, like, just an ocean of Wincots. Yeah, and put Michael Wincott in a Marvel movie. Get the guy yes. to give it to him. He's playing Top Dollar from The Crow. Yeah. That, that yeah. reminds me, the, the Bone Collector. That's another movie I've another never one. seen that I always saw the cover of, and I'm like, good God, what is The Bone Collector about? <laughs> this guy collects What bones. a great title. And was uh, it, it's uh, Denzel and, is it uh, Denzel and Angelina Jolie? I think so. Yes. I know it's Denzel for sure. Yes. But yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Never saying it. Oh, yeah. And a Philip Noyce joint. That's another. See, these are like two movies where, like, we were talking about that Expendables. Philip Noyce, Philip Noyce, Taylor Hackford, Mike oh, Newell. We yeah. were hitting the hitting out of the, the park men. with working working men actors. Where's, where's Martin Campbell? Yeah. <laughs> these guys were just directing at the docks, you know. Yeah. 
you know, their fathers were directors, their father's fathers were directors. My son is going to be a director. You better be a director, son. You better have a courtroom drama that co-stars Forrest Whitaker. (laughs) Father, I want to be a stevedore. Yeah, but how is Chris Evans going to defend this uh, injustice at some hospital that, you know, medical malpractice existed without my son directing it? That, that makes me think, because we, hey, you are, you in the movies, you watch movies, you know, everything's cyclical. Things come in, things go out. These superhero movies are going to go away at some point. What if law dramas are the next no. big wave and all the Marvel heroes all are the lawyers? <laughs> all the TikTok Zoomers have just discovered their dad's DVD of Michael Clayton. And they're yeah. like, you know what? This is the future. This is That's movies. <laughs> And Michael Clayton is absolutely a banger, 100%. If that, if that leads to a recurring... Uh, also written by Tony Gilroy. I was going to say, that's a, yeah. Tony, a Tony Gilroy joint. And if that leads to a recurring trope of every uh, law movie having a dude that loves baguettes, then sign me up. <laughs> Just someone in every movie, like the pudgy side character, you know, like the Tom Wilkinson, the Paul Giamatti, the, yeah. the uh, you know, the soon to be Paul Walter Hauser, probably. Uh, your your, your top notch character actor. Yeah, top notch. Losing yeah. their mind, eating baguettes. Yeah. Bread, fresh bread. Uh, God, Michael, watch- it's so good, Michael. <laughs> I watched that. Uh, I watched that movie uh, driving to like Louisiana with um, my friend ben mcdonald for a uh, fencing tournament in louisiana when I, back when I was a fencer we were watching this on like my dirty laptop in the back of the car and it was so weird because we couldn't really listen to we couldn't hear the movie because like the, the audio is bad and we're driving in a car and uh all i just all i remember from that film is just tom wilkinson exclaiming bread fresh bread <laughs> and that's like that's just all i think of whenever i think of michael Wilk- uh michael wilkinson. Michael, michael wilkinson. <laughs> just call it michael wilkinson sure uh, yeah, patrick has been talking about a different movie this entire time <laughs> no, this is about the world's happiest baker that's the movie <laughs> not what happens to him he's pretty cool he lives a cool uh, life he's, yeah he's a cool guy if everything goes well <laughs> the cool baker michael wilkinson <laughs> yeah uh let's uh let's do that yeah let's uh, let's let's move on to these ratings baby all right oh, i know me. that we could probably talk about devil's advocate for 45 hours oh i could <laughs> there are I so could. many characters we haven't even mentioned <laughs> oh my god yeah There's so much going on There's, it's it, like a truly wild movie and even though yeah. it's not successful movies these days are so like clean and polished yes yes to see a movie that's just going for it in this weird of a way that is not going to please people this is a a big thing with me i love a big swing yeah and i i get a lot i'm a i'm just a lover i love movies i love so many movies and there's some movies that i'm like i know this was batshit and like anyone can look at this and be like this was bad but i'm like i would oh i'd rather watch the devil's advocate a billion fucking times than something safe that was fine oh, yeah same here this like, movie's nuts oh yeah no dude, movie like, is not boring let's yeah, put it no. that way <laughs> yeah like, i would rather watch this movie than freaking uh the we were talking about aaron sorkin earlier like sure. the god what's it called like the people of the chicago trial, seven, trial, trial, trial. yeah like give me this yeah. over the trial of chicago seven any day of the week give me like a crazy like uh charlie's throne uh seeing her newborn child 
dancing with her entrails, give it to me. Like, although, yeah. although if we could, we could swing uh, replacing Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the prosecuting attorney with Kevin Lomax <laughs> and John uh, Milton sitting behind him, giving him advice. So I might have, we might have a more interesting movie on our hands. <laughs> oh, hell yeah! Occasionally, Mark Rylance's face has like a devilish uh, glow. Yeah, we cut to the devil's advocate, and he's like, "Do you remember the Chicago 7? I was the one who railroaded them. <laughs> <laughs> I put them in super prison. Uh, I, 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 hey, just gotta say before we do the rating, we, we've got to be clear. In case anyone's listening and has not watched this movie, this movie ends with Al Pacino morphing <laughs> into a different yes. person, looking directly at the camera and saying, "Vanity, my favorite vice." Oh man! And then- after he is burned up, after Keanu Reeves <laughs> have shot himself in the head. Bursts into flames. Yes. Oh, so no, cool. turns into an angel that looks a little like Keanu Reeves. They act. <laughs> it's they they digitally mixed Keanu Reeves's face with uh, Al Pacino's face from The Godfather. That's how they did that. Yeah, and it's like the same like morphing effect of like Snoop Dogg turning from a dog to a yes. Snoop Dogg. Like, yes, it's like the exact, that level of yeah. that level which rules. And I yes. love and I love the one moment of practical effects. Uh, where it's just like a guy in a fire suit. Yes. I yeah. love where it's almost like the thing or whatever. Or something uh, where it's just like and but then it, it the credits it cuts into the Rolling Stones paint it black, which is nuts that it's not sympathy for the devil. Am I insane? <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? And you know, you guys I did not like this movie two hours ago. <laughs> you're, you're, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better about it now. <laughs> Let's right. get to these ratings. All so right. first up, obviously, we got to get to our John Cazales. Patrick oh, sure. has got to go. The baby's starting to cry. We, we're on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. yeah, yeah. As we know, John Wait, Cazale... not playing with any entrails. No. Right? no. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. Something we also didn't mention. <laughs> Always got to check. Yeah. Um, John Cazale week. As usual, it's an Al Pacino movie, which, he, which means... He's surrounded by wonderful supporting actors and actresses. Oh, yeah. Uh, Patrick, who you got? Okay, for me, it's going to be... Uh, I'm going to say Shirley Throne with a yeah. bullet. Uh, yeah. She's so much That's fun. The, uh, yeah, yeah, perfect. Uh, she's like the heart and soul of that movie. Very great. Uh, you know, I'll give a little special shout-out to my boy Bruno Kerbs, but uh, yeah. yeah, Shirley Throne. <laughs> Shirley Throne. All right, I, um, I'm going to real quick. I, You know, you love to see him. I'm giving it to Sonny Black himself, Michael oh, Madsen. Hell yeah, hell yeah. You know, it's just peak Madsen, at, you know, just hitting it out, you know, hitting the double. He's, you know, he's a 300 hitter. He just does it right yeah. when you bring him in the, when you bring him in the mix. He's great. He's, he's fun, but he's also scary. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're definitely concerned about Lefty and Donnie's health when he's around. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is hard. Uh, so many good options and I feel like I've got to give it to the person that just you know used every bit of their role and helped define the arc of the movie and that's Paul Giamatti <laughs> yes uh, yes, yes. <laughs> what a good one Forget him. <laughs> I don't think we could survive an episode of the Academy Academy with a movie that Paul Giamatti is in without him winning one of hey, these awards. On. Yeah, come yes, on. Uh, Gabagool. Uh, come on, you about know, it. you got it. Yeah, uh, it's a, he's no Fugazi. No, no way. No Fugazi. No All Fugazi. right. So, moment of truth. I do not know where this is going to go. I think we have 
couple interesting choices on our hands. Yeah. Patrick, do you want to start us off? Oh, man, yeah. And sorry for exped- expediting things. Uh, I yeah. just, I, I'm bad at uh, organizing my life. Also, <laughs> we, we, we do need to note the winner here plays scent of a woman oh, in the next shit. round. Interesting. Ooh. Okay. Okay. You know what? I'm going to be the little stinker. You're going to be the little stinker. The, de- the oh. devil's advocate. I like his performance in the oh, devil's advocate no. a little more. I do. I like, oh, I'm a little God. stinker. I like, <laughs> he's great in Donnie Brasco. He's, it's a great performance, but I just think. I'm that, peaking. <laughs> it's a great performance, but I think like, that I love him as the devil. And it's like, uh, oh it's God. like, it's the perfect, it's the perfect role for him. Yeah, it's, stick, it's the perfect stick to the subways, role. Kevin. All of, all of the uh, all of the sanity of the Meryl Streep season of our show <laughs> is just out the door. Oh point. yeah, it's out the door. I just love. I think he's perfect as the devil. I love, and it's like this thing where like he does stuff in this movie oh. that I don't like in other films. He does like he he like he you know he's doing all his like weird like uh, talking about weird shit and like you know he talks in riddles and whatnot. And I don't like that in a lot, a lot of his other films where he does that. But here it's perfect for him. He's like a weird devil man, so of course yeah. he's gonna talk in riddles yeah. and like say like these opulent speeches. And then the ending is just one of the best endings. I love that shit. <laughs> I'm like all for it. And he know he and he's in total control. Like it's like he knows what he's doing. He's like a he's that's like him doing a fucking Van Halen guitar solo. Oh yeah, that's a good way to put it. That is yeah. a good way of putting so, it. So there we go. Devil's advocate. Wow. I'm all right, one one vote for devil's advocate. I um also movie could have the score could have used some more guitar solos i think that would have been uh pretty <laughs> oh, awesome yeah. as well like yeah. lethal weapon-esque guitar solos totally. um so i guess i said earlier al late al pacino love him love him now he makes movies worth watching by with these crazy choices um that being said to me i think lefty's one of the best characters he ever played i think he's nuanced I think he's I think it's a real like full-blooded portrayal. It's a real character. It's he's good. not he's not hamming it up. No, this yeah. is a throwback to his great work in the 70s. I think it's God bless the devil's advocate for existing. <laughs> but it clear or the devil, maybe Satan bless the devil's advocate for existing. Yeah. Um the ultimate I, little stinker. I think it's pretty ob- for me, it's pretty obvious. I think Donnie Brasco. I mean, the greatest trick the devil ever played is convincing you Al Pacino's not good in the devil's advocate. But, <laughs> but, uh, Patrick, uh, God bless you for throwing out that insane uh, choice because it, it, I feel like it frees me up to give the correct, honest answer, which yeah. is he's, Donnie Brasco. That's totally fair. He's, he's really, really good in that movie. Uh, and oh man, he's so fun in the devil's advocate. But, but yeah, no, I agree with everything you said. Uh, he's, he's amazing. And uh, Donnie Brasco. So. Boy, there was a part of me, Donnie Brasco moves on to play Scent of a Woman. There is a part of me, just the thought of asking our next guest to do Scent of a Woman and Devil's Advocate, though. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty, it's really something. <laughs> so, scent, uh, scent of a Woman, Donnie Brasco in a few weeks. I just looked at your bracket. I'm very upset that Scent of a Woman beat any given Sunday. <laughs> That's a damn shit. Uh, um, all right, so let's, let's, let's jump quickly into our game here. Um, this week's game is our debut album. You're in a hot new band. Guess who's in the band with you? Al Pacino is playing in the band with you. What's the name of your band? 
what role does Al Pacino play within the band and what musical genre is the band? Patrick, you're up first. I'm doing it. Uh, Al Pacino is uh, in, it's a rock band. It's a cover band. Okay. It's clearly a cover band. band 100%. Okay. Uh, you know what it's going to be? It's just going to be cover band and it's covering like, you know, uh, classic rock staples. And of course he's the lead singer. And so it'll just be him like playing at like Hard Rock Cafe or uh, I don't know. Like, you know, it's kind of like the Ricky and the Flash where like it'll be like him like at those like clubs and then Justice like, for Ricky. Oh yeah, just Justice for Ricky, hashtag. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but he'll just do his version of like Slow Ride and it's like, Slow Ride, take it easy. <laughs> and he, he kind of sings it. He kind of sings it like- uh, I would love that. He yeah. kind of sings it like William Shatner. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like Shatner's albums where it's like, no, this is just me as an actor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give us what you do. <laughs> and there's got to be someone playing the- Maybe he plays the bongos sometimes. Oh yeah, right. he's like a tambourine man. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. He is shaking that tambourine. So that yeah. is my answer. Well, what's what's the band called? Oh yes. Uh I'm gonna call it uh hmm. <laughs> my first thought was uh Taking Back Sunday. But that's already a band. I think I was just thinking of the band taking back uh, Call it any given taking back Sunday. There we go. Uh any given taking back now nah, here a scent of a human. Okay. There Sounds we go. Good. At your lo- at, uh, coming to your local bar. Yes, come to your local dive bar, scent of a human. Um. All right. So I my my thing is, and excuse the crying baby. This is up there with Jessica's bird. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Al Pacino has gone through. You know, he's never been married. He's had a lot of girlfriends. He's had a lot of romantic trials and tribulations. So perfect to be the singer songwriter of an emo band. Much like oh, a dashboard confessional. Vindicated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I'm going to call the band Panic with an exclamation point Uh-oh. in Needle Park. Hey. Oh my God, that's actually good. Uh, you had a good one. <laughs> <laughs> he's, no. the, uh, he's the he's the front man. And I have a couple of um, song titles too. Right. Nice. Uh, because she's got a great ass, parentheses, and I used to have my head all the way up it. <laughs> and Donnie Brasco, parentheses, I thought we were friends. And from there, many sad songs for Al Pacino to sing in Panic in Needle Park, his emo group, coming to Vagrant Records. <laughs> Evan, what do you got? All right. So uh, I, I'm taking a cue from, I don't know how big a Moody Blues fans you guys are. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Okay. We're, we're going in a prog rock direction with yes. this because the Moody Blues employed a band member in a way no other bands have, where they had a poet in the band. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Which but... is perfect for Al. Uh, <laughs> oh, my fucking God. <laughs> so we're calling the band, taking a, a cue from Donnie Brasco. I'm going to call it Lefty's Vivisection. <laughs> Uh, and we play prog rock music and then every three songs Al Pacino has an interlude where he just reads a poem that, he, so... that he wrote I'm just imagining the, 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 the extended version of Nights in White Set and that poem in the, it's just Al Pacino like singing that poem yeah. I will yeah. 
I will. Uh, I'm gonna look for that poem, and I will at the end of the episode. I might record me in an Al Pacino voice. Please do it. Do. Yes, Sing yeah. With with the backtrack, backing I track. I would love that. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> and then we'll play your song, and then I'll do that at the end. We're gonna have a very long ending for this Hell episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness what, what a, a oh, what a time what a time evan like evan cox thank you so much for uh joining us Thanks for this for episode me. and yeah thank you uh is there anything you'd like to plug yeah go listen to my podcast if you liked me if you not had enough <laughs> of me did i not talk enough this episode <laughs> talk hear more of me and you can hear me and patrick too on that podcast it's how do we human me and my buddy chris we're talking about the weird and uncomfortable micro moments in life each episode's its own like thing we're talking about sunburns we're talking about uh elevators patrick and I, we talked about pizza oh i loved it and it's like your your podcast is like i've listened to episodes that's another thing i've listened to episodes of your podcast without you having to ask me to listen like oh, evan cox best. is one of the, is one of the rare people <laughs> where like i truly just like to listen to his voice and listen to his stuff so he's a good guy listen to how do how do we human it's very a sign of a good podcast ah uh, you're the best patrick uh, and yeah you go listen to my music i'm on spotify uh evan andrew cox is my name uh hell yeah that. patrick before we head out is there anyone you would like to thank oh my gosh uh i want to <laughs> i want to thank uh just uh being a hunk i just want to <laughs> thank like uh just being so being so hunky it's bizarre that you're doing what you do i want to thank uh mustaches uh you know and especially mustaches that definitely need to be shaved because they make you look like the biggest Steve Buscemi and 30 rock ass narc in the world. Like he was just like a, like a young Steve Buscemi, like a, a young Steve Buscemi with a skateboard. Uh, I want to thank uh, Fugazi. I want to thank the band Fugazi yeah. of that band. And you know yeah. what? Uh, Ian, Ian McKay. Past year is it Ian McKay or Ian McKee? I believe it's Ian McKay. Actually, yeah, I believe Ian, Evan's right. Ian McKay, yes. it, it's past your bedtime. <laughs> Go to bed, Ian McKay. I know you're working on a, a sequel to uh, 13 songs or 12 songs, 11 songs. How many songs are on that album? Uh, you know, what's more songs? Go to bed. I know. <laughs> Go to bed, sir. Oh, speaking of going to bed, I got a we got a baby here, an actual child that needs yes. to go to bed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I gotta thank. Um, so I just have written down here, Mr. Bean's little head. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's wholesome. Uh, I gotta thank the uh, concept of using time one stop time machines to just go see a. Colin Farrell, Al Pacino movie that most yeah. people deemed nice. <laughs> um, I gotta thank Aaron Sorkin, lover. <laughs> Aaron Sorkin, yeah. Aaron Sorkin. Uh, I gotta thank the just getting into the nitty gritty of reviewing the differences in extended cuts of movies. Oh yeah. And uh, most of all, I have to thank the acclaimed. Uh, 2007 film Michael Wilkinson <laughs> an inspiration to us all oh he loved bread oh he loved that's that's what it says on the poster so for Patrick our wonderful guest Evan this has been the Academy Academy and all I have to say is 
Vanity. <laughs> Hashtag the devil's advocate was robbed. <laughs> oh, whisper away a crude oil smile from breaking this. Something out of time, misleading in its very bliss. Just for today, ignite your sense of ignorance just to let it fall to keep your wisdom congruous I'll come around fitting in every way
breathe deep. The gathering gloom. Watch lights fade from every room. Bedsitter people look back and lament. Another's days uses energy spent. Impassioned lovers, wow. Wrestlers won. Lonely man cries for love and has none. Mother new picks up and suckles her son. Senior citizens wish they were young. Hooah. Cold hearted orb that rules the night. Removes the colors from our sight. Red is gray and yellow white. But we decide which is right. And which has a great ass.